is the Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine. Big shout out to everybody on the uh, audio podcast. One of the biggest weeks we've ever had on the audio podcast. So appreciate you guys who listen on Spotify. Bless you, my friends. But of course, we love all of you on the uh, YouTube machine as well. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best entry attorneys in the business. My friends, it's another hot day. People are getting in accidents. There's a lot of motorcycles on the road. If you've been in an accident, please do not believe your insurance company is working on your behalf. They are not. They are here for their shareholders, not for you. That's why you need an advocate at theadvocates.com, where you never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show when you chat with an attorney live online for free at theadvocates.com. Boy, another crazy day in expansion. Uh, The ACC expanding again. Our Stanford and Cal Really, ACC expansion candidates. And I would tell you, absolutely they are. And I want to get right to work on this because tomorrow could be another one of those days, specifically in the ACC, where we're looking at a situation where we are going to get a vote tabled in the ACC tomorrow, according to sources uh, close to the show. Um, The ACC is looking at voting and not just a straw poll this time, a legitimate vote about adding Stanford and Cal to the conference. And this is going to have wide ranging impact across the landscape of college football, because let's not forget, this isn't just about the ACC. This is four conferences deep. You have the ACC, the remnants of the Pac-12, the AAC, and the Mountain West. And the Mountain West started this process two weeks ago in the driver's seat with almost a rubber stamp approval from the remaining four. And that's never come to fruition in any way, shape, or form. We went through the ACC process, no ACC expansion. Not close. There was never a vote. We were telling you that Miami, North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson were standing in the way, refusing to be part uh, and parcel to ACC expansion. Well, we're going to find out tomorrow again because sources close to the situation tell us uh, that there has been significant lobbying activities over the last four days and that, in fact, there will be a conference call tomorrow where a vote in the ACC about ACC expansion will be taken for Stanford and Cal. I have not, and I want to clarify this, I have not one time been told that SMU is going to get a vote tomorrow in the ACC. I am told that vote will specifically point to Stanford and Cal joining the ACC and ACC expansion. Jake, do you believe it actually happens this time? Yeah, you know, I I think that there's definitely momentum, you know, in the conversation, but but I'm not in a place where I actually believe that it happens. I think that, you know, there's still a lot of hurdles in this process. There's still a lot of questions that remain about, you know, whether it's the travel thing, right, which seems to be what everyone wants to talk about. But, you know, whether it's that or whether it's, you know, hey, are we we just going to travel to the East Coast for, you know, football and basketball and then maybe you know our olympic sports stay regional or something like there's all these complicated questions 
that come with joining a conference that's across the country on the other uh, on the other coast. And so I look at this and I say, Stanford's a damn good athletic uh, program. You know, obviously really well run. Obviously has a lot of value that way. And I'm and I'm just curious. You know, what the philosophy is moving forward if you were to join the ACC, because obviously, you know, having to travel a lot, uh, you know, there's the whole conversation about what that does to a student athlete. And we can have that conversation. But I think right now, you know, what you're really considering if you're if you're the president, the athletic director, or hell, even the chancellor, and you're looking at this opportunity, you're really trying to consider, okay, well, what is what is the PL sheet look like if we join the ACC? I mean, I mean, what exactly are we gonna have to do? to make sure that we stay in a good place financially in our in our athletic program because you look at the major difference the the one slap you in the face difference between Stanford and Cal is money right Cal is in massive debt through renovation uh, of their football stadium and otherwise whereas Stanford is in a good place so so to me if I'm Stanford I'm not going to do anything that that really has huge risk obviously moving conferences has risk all the way around even if it's the mountain west right the mountain west is just straight up less money that's why they don't want to do that but the problem is is your next best option is clear across the country with a ton of uh, a ton of travel implication which means a lot of money implications that's why i say i'm not believing that this is actually going to happen but i do think that there's momentum in the conversation people feel positive more positively about it so that's why i think you're seeing a vote because people want to really have a, a test about where everyone in the conference is at on this topic and and you know I, I i just think that stanford is in a place where they need a home and they understand that and they got to do something about it well and i think the athletic has done a spectacular job reporting on this um, Stuart Mandel, Nicole Auerbach, like their entire college football staff has been really good on the, on the particular angle of the PAC 12 collapsed. What's next for Stanford and Cal. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the questions that the athletic hasn't answered yet is who in the ACC is holding up expansion. I believe our sources have been very correct on the fact that Miami's that, that other team that nobody in the ACC wants to talk about. Miami does not want expansion. I, I can tell you right now, Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina do not want expansion because if you bring in Stanford and Cal, I think it's more difficult to break the ACC grants of rights, whether that is right now, whether that's in five years, you know, at any time before 2036. Seriously. Which is ridiculous again. But, hey, this is the bet you made. Enjoy lying in it. But I think that's one of the biggest factors in, in ACC expansion and why I don't believe this is going to happen. Because if, if, if we are really believing that Stanford and Cal are getting into the ACC, I think there's a couple of things at play as it was described to me. I was told the politics of Stanford and Cal are simply unwanted in the ACC. And I, I think... We have these, and it's not a conversation I want to have on this show, please, but we have a political climate in this country where California is viewed as the those, those goddamn liberals out there on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that in the ACC, and there's a lot of membership in the ACC, as it was told to me this morning, that don't want to deal with the, the geopolitical situation in, in Stanford and Cal. And I have to tell you, I think that makes a lot of sense 
Because you're going to bring in Stanford and Cal. And if you believe for a moment that five years from right now, Stanford's not going to have considerable sway in the ACC if you let them in, I think you're crazy. Because the one thing that Stanford is not going to be influenced by is your money. They don't want your money. They'll, they're going to take your money. They don't need your money. So their decision is not going to be swayed by your money. And whether it is that they take a $10 million payment and the rest goes equally divided to the, to the rest of the ACC membership, great. Whatever it is, Stanford doesn't care because they have over a billion-dollar sports endowment. Yeah, A billion dollars endowed to sports alone at Stanford. They don't care, and they don't need your money. Mm-hmm. And I think that scares the Florida States, the Clemsons, the Carolinas, the Miamis of the world. Those are the four universities in the ACC who are in lockstep that they don't want the ACC to expand. So somehow, some way, between really what was Saturday afternoon, I was told, until tomorrow when when my sources are telling us that there's going to be a call tomorrow where a vote will be taken. Yeah. Not a, you know, this straw poll word that's going around, but not kind of a, nobody's checking the temperature. Yeah. There's a vote that's going to happen, and I don't believe there will be anything past that. I, it, my opinion is I don't think there's any way Stanford and Cal get into the ACC. Yeah, and I, and I think that, again, a, a different show, but but I think it, it's unfortunate, you know, that, that you know, politics and, and people's opinions in that area of life, you know, impact these conversations. But the reality is they do. Isn't and, that why there's resentment to Notre Dame? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like whether I mean, and, and we do see it like Notre Dame's a great example. I mean, you see it in a lot of different ways. I mean, the, the one of the longest running jokes on this show is truck stop conference. Right. So in a way, I mean, we, we see this concept pop up in college football realignment all the, all the time. time, all, all the, the time. time. And so. I just look at this and 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 I say, yeah, sure. Are they taking a vote? Yes, they are. Does that mean that I feel confident that Sanford and Cal are going to get into the ACC? And the answer is no. I, I don't feel confident about that because whether it is the political stuff, whether it is you know uh, um, you know Stanford's stance with their money and how that intimidates other schools, because I, I totally get that. If you're a Florida State or you're any of these other you know institutions in the ACC yep. and you may not necessarily be in that well off of a position, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to be Cal? dealing. Yeah, you mean Cal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about, if you think about, that's a, a very interesting point because. Your level of financial desperation tied to athletics mm-hmm. either helps you or it hurts you. Mm-hmm. Cal, Cal does not have a lot of voice here. And I, I, I look at SMU. SMU's got all this money, but they have no voice here. But all their money is a little different in a way, right? Where Very different. Stanford, Stanford's this institution, and, and Cal is kind of the same way in this light, where you have heritage and you've done some things in the past. Stanford, I would say, is a little more valuable in that aspect because they're, they're winning right. and their success is, is relatively recent. But I, I think when I compare like Stanford's money to SMU's money, dude, SMU's money is just a bunch of dudes – in the oil industry and otherwise, who have a bunch of money and they pool that money together and they want to use that money to get somewhere. Influence. Stanford's money is, hey, here's the bird. We're the number three institution in the country, educationally speaking. And by the way, we don't feel any pressure athletically to do anything because we have all this money just sitting around. We're so we're quite literally so wealthy 
and we already have P5 status that we don't have to necessarily be in a hurry from a financial standpoint. Stanford, Stanford really does have yeah. FU money. That There's no question. SMU yeah. has it. But I, I, I think there is this conversation about SMU, and nobody seems to be able to figure out the value that SMU brings. And I, I, I'm, I'm happy to have the conversation again, especially with, with SMU fans. I, I have not been able to and, – and we talked to one of the most influential donors yes. at SMU. Yes. This person could not deliver us a value proposition. Well, and that's their precise problem, right? So, again, it's, it's, the, it's the difference between – again, it's not really a fair comparison, right? I mean, we're talking about a Power 5 institution, Stanford, and then you're talking about SMU with all due respect, right? It's not really a fair comparison, but we're comparing them because of this. So when you look at it, it's like, yeah, Stanford has all the money – that's not the point with Stanford. The point with Stanford is education, and yes, that, they but can that's not be the successful. value proposition. Yeah, for SMU, that's all you have. Yes. All, all, SMU yes. is just saying, hey, yes. like, hey, dude, like, yeah, we can cut you a check and yes. we can join the conference, but what do we really do for the conference? Because it's not like we're, you know, uh, uh, some some powerhouse football program that's just waiting for Power Five funding to to go out and do great things. I mean, that's not what they are, even though. They look great, and they've got the uniforms, and they've got the facility. That's not what they are. So, and I, I, I actually one of the points that I think is important here is I think the Mountain West, the AAC, hell, the other three members of the the Pac-12, they are all waiting, knee pads in tow, to slurp at the doorstep of Stanford, <laughs> right? Like if we're being honest. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the amount of, I don't know, what is the, the lack of reverence, the lack, right? The lack of respect for Stanford in the ACC is actually quite admirable because they're the only ones who are like, yeah, bro. And one of the people I talked to about this situation said, well, the ACC's got Duke. The ACC's got North Carolina. The ACC has all of these institutions of higher learning. They they don't respect Stanford the way that the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the Pac-12 did. Well, and I think that what's funny when I hear names like Duke and all those folks. Duke. When I hear names like that, I'm like, yeah, you're a great educational institution, sure. Duke. I mean, you're not Stanford, but Duke you educationally, you're strong. Duke. The difference is, is that... What do we get with Duke and North Carolina and these different ACC schools? We get you on ESPN, you know, with Zion's fat ass breaking his Kyrie, right? Like we get, you know, Duke, UNC. We get these great matchups regularly on ESPN all year round. And so yeah. so that's where I say, and, and this is where I know we disagree, but that's where, that's where I say, like, dude, like you, you're not on TV regularly. You haven't had success in football and basketball in the last five years. Like, like just, couldn't, just couldn't let it go. No, I'm you? not going to let just it go. Because with Duke and UNC, that's the only thing they have over you. That, hey, we go to the tournament and we do some things. Like, they're not even that good in football, right? UNC is like this, this nice little flash-in-the-pan football program that – you know, you see on SportsCenter once in a while. They're not a college football playoff team. They're not They're not beating any of the SEC teams, right? You've got a nice little quarterback, and that's about it. So – I don't want to hear that, hey, they're a great football program. Those are basketball schools trying to figure out how to football. Right, but I think 
I don't know. That's that's interesting. I I look at I look at North Carolina North Carolina a little differently. I think that North Carolina is a really phenomenal institution. The Big Ten would add North Carolina today if they could. I think Duke is a phenomenal institution. It's a basketball school. God bless David Cutcliffe, but you haven't made Duke a football school. You're a basketball school. And Daniel Jones is amazing for the Giants. It, Duke is a basketball school. Duke is ranked 10th in education nationally. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty damn good. UNC is ranked 21st. And I, I, so my point is, I don't think that there's all of this reverence and respect for Stanford in the ACC. Mm-hmm. That clearly is not the case. But the money thing matters. Because I think if you're SMU and somehow you get in to the to the ACC, yeah. you're under their thumb. Because you're desperate. Yeah. Stanford's not desperate. I think Stanford would rather be independent than 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 be somebody in 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 debt to to the members of the ACC like SMU will be. Stanford, I I don't think is going to play that card. And on the other side of it, Miami, North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson. I think under no circumstance will vote yes to add those two schools. Yeah. I don't know how you get that to happen. I, I again will tell you the dysfunction in the city of Miami is pervasive at the University of Miami. That is a private institution who does not give a damn what most people think. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the the political climate in Miami is a wreck. It it just is very difficult to navigate. Miami waters, honest to goodness. I don't think you have any chance to turn them. I think the two institutions that would would only consider this are Clemson and North Carolina, and I think that's maybe a 5 or 10% chance. Well, and I think the question of, hey, why would the ACC do this is really relevant. I, I, I mean, again, you know, when I look at the schools we're talking about, it, it's not like we're talking about, you know, again, like juggernauts, in athletic recently. Stanford, yes, has history. Cal's history, I think, is not relevant because it's been so long ago, you know, and they've just been so troubled the last decade in in both football and basketball, in my opinion. So that's why I say I think Stanford's biggest issue isn't even that the ACC, you know, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily value them at the highest level. Stanford's biggest issue is that Cal is just not a good look right now. Cal is in debt. Uh, they're not going to help you athletically all, all that much. Like, there's not a huge reason for a conference to take on that debt load. Now, if you said, hey, it's Stanford and whatever premier school out of the Pac-12. Stanford and USC. But okay. t- but, but this is, no, no. This is the Oregon State argument. Because uh, tell me that Oregon State doesn't bring far more value than Cal. The problem is Cal is a phenomenal institution for learning. Yeah. It is a it is a wonderful wonderful academic structure. Yeah. The problem is like I look at these quotes from Oregon State uh athletic director Scott Barnes and I I think he makes he makes a a really interesting point. Read this quote right here and really it's the the last the last couple of sentences here. Scott Barnes, the athletic director at Oregon State said we're in this spot where I think the waters are less murky than they were a few days ago. But they're not completely clear. We're waiting for the waters to clear. That'll help us understand the path forward. In other words, as my source told me today, you're twisting in the wind waiting for Stanford. Yes. That's what that's what's yes, muddying, yes, yes. muddying the waters, according to Oregon State. Yeah. And I love Scott Barnes. I have a hell of a lot of respect for him. 
But dude, you have no leverage here. Yeah. You you have as as you know as the Big Lebowski would say, you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. Facts. Right? Like you, you Walter was exactly right about Oregon State. Yes. You have no frame of reference here, sir. Yes. And Washington State, you're you're you are a a pathetic, terribly run institution that is broke. You have no influence here. And so the real question is if Stanford does not get into the ACC, which I don't think they will, where do Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State end up? That's the great mystery. Yeah. Because this idea that somehow the AAC is going to dissolve itself, that that is not going to happen. We've told you for several weeks now, Oregon State and Washington State have invitations to the Mountain West. And I think if Stanford does not get into the ACC – most of the people I speak to say Stanford will go independent. They will merge with the with the. And I, I I use caution here because there is a split opinion. If every member of the Mountain West Conference comes to the Pac-12, there is I, I don't believe there's a consensus on that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, there's not a consensus on that. But the consensus is that it makes no sense for West Coast schools. To, tr- to, to live a Midwest lifestyle. That's fucking interesting, man. It makes no sense. And that the better fit is in the Mountain West yeah. and the Mountain West becoming the Pac-12. Yeah. But by the way, one other thing that I think is very interesting, George Klyovkov, I was told today, is done in the Pac-12. Mm. He has no voice in this. He essentially is a clerical employee at this point. That George is... Is it has almost no influence on any part of this discussion? Yeah. Um, I was told that Oliver Luck really has just been a facilitator. That he's not been a guy that's been on the phone throughout the country. That he's kind of been a guy who's setting up conversations and really trying to help Oregon State and Washington State find a path um, to somewhere else as a P five, yeah. which is probably not going to happen. But. I, I think this entire process hinges on Miami, Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think those four schools control this entire script Thanks. and this entire narrative. And Oregon State and Washington State find themselves in an incredibly unadvantageous situation of waiting for Stanford to get into the ACC or not. Because I think one of the other things that's a reality here is at some point, you've got to stop waiting for Stanford to do something. Yes. And you got to move on with your life. Because yep. they don't have schedules for a year from now. They do not have football schedules for a year from now. Basketball, baseball, they don't have those schedules. And I think one of the fascinating parts of this whole situation is I think their only home is the Mountain West. Yeah. Because – if, if you are going to take, like, you look at the, has anybody, and, and you probably have not, has anybody taken a few minutes to go and look at the membership of the AAC? Has anybody, have you, have you looked at that? And I think most people have not. You're looking at universities, with all due respect, like Sacramento State. Mm-hmm. You're looking at North Texas. You're looking at Wichita State. You're looking at, you know, Florida International. You're looking at Temple, Old That's Dominion. That's quite enough. We get it. How does that work with Washington State, Oregon State, and Cal? It doesn't. 
How, how do you make your living when you have one university in the AAC, Sacramento State? And I love my friends in Sacto. Used to live there. God bless you, Fair Oaks. Love Sacramento. Sacramento State is not a P5 university. No. And there's no, there's no common sense for these three remaining members. And sure, throw in Stanford for four. There is no common sense to add Stanford to Florida International. It makes no sense. The crown jewel of the AAC, in my opinion, is South Florida, yeah. the Tampa market. Yep. I think that's your crown jewel there. It's not East Carolina. It's not. It, it, it just. It just isn't. And and I I look at all of these all of these universities, and I just say to myself. I don't know what you do here, man. Yeah, you don't go to the AAC. You you vet out the ACC and then you make your decision. That's your that's your path. That and I think that's all you can do. And and I don't know, I don't know how you fix this. I mean, you look at SMU and and Rice. Those are two great universities, man. But they don't perform. They they do not perform. And 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 again, I just. This is not a solution. No. And I know so many people are pushing this, create a, an East to West fully national conference. No. For what? For what? What does Oregon State versus Florida International mean in football? Not much. Does, does anybody, does anybody want to, does anybody want to explain to me how, how Temple versus Cal is exciting in any one of the 20 sports they participate in. No. I, I And again, there are a lot of good schools here. Memphis is a very nice institution. It's not about good or bad. It's about the fact that you're not a P5, and it just is what it is. It's and, not a fit. Yeah, and people get all butthurt about P5 versus G5. Butthurt. Dude, people get all pissy about it, and it's like, I understand that you don't want us to say, hey, SMU is just not a fit in the ACC, but... But, but what else are we supposed to say? I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Quite literally, their own people can't tell you why they'd be a fit in the ACC. So so there's no value proposition. You go around the American and you're like, dude, like what? Like Stanford and then this group. One looks a little different, right? Stan if it's the AAC, Stanford's going to go independent. Yeah. And, and so then I asked Stanford, okay. So what is it about the Mountain West you don't like? Because the Mountain West saves you a lot of money, simultaneously costing you a lot of money, of course. And there are some decent brands in that conference. But ultimately, like, if you want to go independent, fine. But don't cry me a river in three years when you can't get into a conference when they're expanding. Dude, it's going to be difficult, I think. I would, I I would not do it. But again, I will just sit here and say, I will just sit here and say, I don't believe that the AAC is going to add Stanford and Cal. And nobody that I've – I haven't spoken to one person who's like, oh, this is a done deal. It's a done deal. Yeah. Everybody I talk to says, well, you know, Miami's that, that, that school that's just never going to budge. Mm -hmm. And you could probably bribe Florida State. You could – I mean, you I – think, I think, again, you could probably work with North Carolina a little bit, although – I don't think there's any chance you're moving Miami and Clemson. That's that's just my opinion. 
And I think Florida State and North Carolina are very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they don't want to be – you're not going to – Notre Dame torched this last time. I think you were actually closer last time than you were this time. But I think Notre Dame's obsessive pounding on the, the head of that nail, Adam – in Adam, God's Adam. name, image, and likeness. Okay, well, Adam, if you'll join in football. No, no, no. Adam, that was the rub last time. This time, it's Condoleezza Rice and W and a lot of influencers. Yeah. And this momentum and negotiations and just all this conversation behind the scenes yeah. about what Stanford and Cal are willing to take. Mm-hmm. And I think... I, I truly believe that Stanford's at a breaking point where they're tired of the bullshit, where they're like, okay, dude, I'm done with this. You guys want us? Okay, great, we're coming. You don't? Okay, we're never going to talk to you again. I mean, it, it, I think that's where Stanford is, This because the, the thing that got me asking questions was, well, I think it was Nicole Arbach at The Athletic reported there's a new sense of urgency from Stanford. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what's the new sense of urgency? And the people that I spoke to said it's not really urgency as much as it is they're just done with the process. Yeah. They want finality and they want to start building 2024. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense totally to me. Totally get it. Makes it makes perfect sense to me. So um Hey, there you go. That's it. I see a lot of people joining the show right now. Please hit uh, the thumbs up button. Uh, hit, a, hit, Give us a like. It really helps the channel grow. If you are new here, uh, please consider subscribing to the show. Do it. Uh, we are trying to get to 25,000 subscribers before kickoff of college football season, and we are less than 2,000 away. Every one of you makes a difference to us. Thank you for being here. Um, I, I, I cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate you. Uh, we are also a lot of, a lot of people asking us about the Oregon at Texas tech tickets. We got an avalanche of submissions today. Got an update, baby. I'm going to, we're going to play some video for you in an hour to show you who the contenders are. But again, we are giving away a pair of tickets to Oregon at Texas tech. You see it there, September 9th. Yes. And it is going to be amazing. It is all presented by our good friends at bucked up energy and you guys have been amazing do you want to enter this contest all you have to do is interact with bucked up energy so whether that is hey take a video yourself like i'm about to do drinking a buck shot hey if you want to take a video yourself doing that hey that's that's really good hey do you want to go with a buckedup.com use the promo code monty 20 to get 20 percent off at purchase at buckedup.com do that but this is one of the hottest tickets in town. Mm-hmm. It's sold out. You can't buy them unless you pay exorbitant prices. So hook it up. Let's get this done. In about 25 hours, we are going to announce the winner. 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern tomorrow. We are going to announce the winner of this here contest. And I cannot wait. An hour from now, we're going to play the submissions that are in the lead, in our opinion, because they are phenomenal. So, Jake... Cheers to you. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, Let's this, get fucked up. This buckshot's for you, baby. Ready to rock and roll. Buckshot, 200 milligrams of caffeine. Gives you a mental lift. Powers you through your day. I love it, you guys. I play a lot of golf, as you know. Not well. But it gets me through the back nine. You know how you get tired sometimes? 
pop a buckshot, you feel much better. Get a free sample right now in the description below. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Less of us, more of you. Let's shout out uh, <coughs> Damn. Let's shout out post nasal drip. I'm working on it, you guys. I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah, you're doing well. Eating me up right now. Yeah, you're doing well. Once you're good. a year, every year. Yep. For about two weeks, I deal with this little cough that turned out to be post nasal drip. So Advil Allergy Sinus is getting a lot of my money right now. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Ryan Willie. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Ryan, the newest member of the showgram. By the way, you can hit join for $1.99. All your comments get highlighted in red. For $9.99, you guys, our, our Instagram members only chat is phenomenal. The group of guys that are in there uh, are just fantastic. There are conversations about sports, life, food, sex, your mom, you name it. It goes on in that group. Yes. For $9.99, you get membership to that group. Uh, great community there. So, Ryan, appreciate you uh, becoming a member of the show. Um, I just I, I thank you guys so much for supporting our, our show here because without you guys, we wouldn't have one. Hugh Jazz Gamer 247, a member for three months now. Hugh, thank you. Guys, 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 guys. Hey guys. Have a great show. Thank hey you. Hey guys. Steven Smith, a member for three months. Thank you. Uh, you guys have been nails on everything realignment. Thank you. We appreciate that. Matt Riley for $5. YouTube machine, or as uh, Michael Crow calls it, 23rd century technology. It's still amazing. Me. Dude, I had someone tweeted me today, and I noticed this yesterday, but I, I think it's worth noting. In one of the clips we played yesterday, Michael Crow mentions the fact that the college football playoff is expanding. And what did he say? Oh, yeah, it's expanding to eight. No, sir. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's actually not, sir. So just a little cherry on top for all you ASU haters out there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, welcome to Star Trek Next Gen Monty. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Appreciate you. Oh, James Knight. James, Giving bro. us $2.99 Australian. Great program yesterday, guys. Very enjoyable. Hey, coming up in 90 minutes, we'll talk NBA uh, schedule release. Makes its return today, bro. And how many people hate the Lakers? We're going to find out because the Lakers are going to get run. Talk about that. Domer Wop. Hey, Domer, let me guess. You're going to make another booster seat reference today. Nope. For $5, he says, Monty, you really are an intellect on all of this. And you have tremendous amount of integrity. That's so incredibly rare today. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Domer Wop, my fellow uh, Irish-Italian. Thank you very much. Delaric for $5. Only value SMU brings is it makes it harder to break the ACC grant of rights. Well... Firstly, I would tell you the value that, that SMU brings is it allows you to put Texas on your list of territory. I don't believe SMU delivers Dallas or the state of Texas. We've talked about that. Yeah. But it also is somebody that's so damn thirsty that they're not going to take a penny from you for five years because they have donors who are willing to pay SMU Athletics, $200 million a year for the next, you know, five years or $200 million over the next five years to compensate for the last la uh, lack of media rights income. Yeah. That's what they bring you. So you're saving yourself, you know, a, a pretty good chunk of coin that can be rebated back to 
the other members to make them happy. But that would be more valuable if SMU was doing anything in athletics of note. You know, I think if, like if yeah. SMU had the ability to say, okay, yeah, you know what? We understand that 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 you can't get us the pro rata we deserve. <laughs> uh, we understand that we can't get that in the ACC. Um, but hey, our football team can scratch into the AP top ten every week. Yeah. No, it can't. Like it just it that's just not where it's at. Yeah. And I think that's the value piece they're missing. So it's like. I, the conversation of does it matter if you win on the field or not is ever evolving. And in my opinion, it's always has been and always will be case by case. Because, wow. again, if like imagine for Stanford. Imagine if Stanford was some garbage educational institution. If they were like 250th in the country. Hello, West Virginia. Right? Like, dude. <laughs> like you wouldn't you wouldn't dude you're gonna piss off morgantown okay look ray anderson relax okay okay they're not gonna be pissed off they're out cleaning coal it's fine they're well, not here on dish soap <laughs> wow. Dawn. wow i love you west virginia Mo uh, mountain mama i love you mountaineers you know uh alex uh gives us a dollar 99 to say smu it's an attempt to quote reboot that won't live up totally agree nah Domer Wap. Hey, Domer. Two more dollars. Greed is good, Gordon Gecko. Where is the Italian? Greed is good. Wall Street was such a good movie. So good. Matt Ritson for $2. Stanford got dirty money, can't in the ACC, so wine again. Yeah. I just, I think, I think there's so much dysfunction in ACC membership right now. I don't even put, I think that Florida State is indicative of the dysfunction, not necessarily the dysfunction. Right. I think Florida State is one of many who wished they were flying different flags these days. Yeah. And I think it is very clear that, and maybe this is where your belief in on-field, on-court performance, what's Miami done for the past 10 years? Nothing. Occasionally made a run in basketball. But they haven't been relevant in, they, in college dude, football for years. They haven't done anything in either sport that's worth mentioning. Just because you well, got to the I, round I of 64. I would go easy on that. I would go easy on that. Miami basketball actually is a – Miami has a quality basketball program. Now, does that mean they go to Elite Eights and Final Fours? And No. They're a, pro, pro, uh, a quality basketball product at Miami. There's no question. But that's not even, in my opinion, their real value. The athlete – the mm -hmm. quality of athlete that comes out of uh, SoFlo is just so, so good. Mm -hmm. South Florida Athletics is, I mean, it, which is why I talk about, you know, South Florida, the, the University of South Florida. Because I think if you're the Big 12 cornering the market on Tampa and Orlando, you, you own that state. You own that state. And for, for my money, Miami's biggest value is the caliber of athlete that they they give you. Now, their biggest attraction, frankly, is the pol political scene there. Yeah. And they brought home their favorite son, Mario Cristobal, and there are people who would like to fire him already. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, yeah, maybe they're a little better than I thought. Yeah, Final Four last year. Yes. I guess. Like, I don't I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not sold. <clears throat> I'm not sold. Dude, you're I think, not, I think Miami, not sold. I think Miami is a, a double-edged sword. But I think if Miami were the only issue, fine. You'd have Stanford and Cal in the in the the, AAC, the ACC. But they're not because yeah. you need 
to convert Clemson in North Carolina, and I just don't see that happening. I just, I, 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 I really feel like that there's levels to this game. Like in in college athletics, man, like you're so you're either you're in that top cut right if you're like you know the georgia's alabama's those those every year college football playoff teams the ohio states michigan's like you got that that cut of school that's like no doubt about it if you could get them you would do anything to get them and those schools are always going to be protected and always going to be fine but as you go down the list like i don't want to have to sell my school's value yeah i don't want to have to be in a place where i gotta be like okay yeah where Miami went to the Final Four this season, this past you know this past tournament, twenty twenty three, and we get to the tournament you know pretty regularly, but we haven't won in a minute, and you know uh, you know we brought Cristobal into our football program, and that didn't really work out for us, and you know uh, well, what is Miami's educational ranking? Jesus, uh, let's see. Uh, should not look at this. Fifty uh, fifth in the country. Okay, so we're ranked fifty fifth in the country in education, like. You're, you're having to I'm telling you, you there's value I mean? there, but, there's, but there but is value, value there. but you have to justify, you have to sell your value where it's like with, with USC, you don't have to sell your value, right? With, with, uh, you know, uh, TCU, Georgia, Alabama, TCU doesn't have to sell their value as much the big they've boys, won recently. Listen, the big boys don't have to sell themselves. No, the, the, I get that. But these are not the big boys we're playing with. Stanford, breaking news, doesn't have to sell itself. Stanford see, has I value. Well, I disagree. I think that's all Stanford's doing right now. Stanford's having to say, okay, yeah, I understand ACC, folks. You don't want to bring Cal in. So what are we going to do about bringing in another school? Right? I mean, that's, that's what Stanford's having to do. Yeah. And I feel like before that, Stanford you know, had to try to sell itself to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten said no because the Big Ten wanted to wait on the ACC grant of rights to expire. Like, there's a reason. Like, let's not beat around the bush. There's a reason Stanford's not in a conference right now. Like, we need to accept that, in my opinion. Like, there's well, what, a reason. What, what do you mean by that? There's a reason, dude. If you are, if Stanford, right, and I'm not trying to be outlandish, but mm-hmm. if Stanford was so valuable, if Stanford didn't have to sell itself, would they not have gotten picked up by someone already? And I know, hey, you got to have even numbers. You know, when you're talking about a school that plays football and basketball, like you can't just add them alone. You're not like, going to take Stanford over Cal or uh, Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that. But Nobody's if, doing that. But in, if you pick up Oregon and Washington, why wouldn't you take Stanford and then one more? Because I believe that the Big Ten is going to get Notre Dame and North Carolina. I think that's going to happen, and so, I think they know if they go to 20, that's an awfully difficult cap to break. So is it fair to say, then, that they they value those two over Stanford more? Uh, oh, sir, I think I think Notre Dame is the 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 prize yeah. of expansion. But like UNC. Like, I think UNC versus Stanford is a perfectly fine conversation to have, value-wise, right? Like, yeah. the Big Ten's right in the middle of the country. It, it like... Okay, UNC is not has been on ESPN more, but that that shouldn't hurt Stanford because we know Stanford's been in a dreadful position oh, with their I, TV I think, contract. I think North like, Carolina is more valuable because they bring you a high level of education, they bring you a dominant fan base, mm-hmm. and one of the other things that nobody talks about with Stanford is they have a very small student body. Well, that's Stanford true. Stanford yeah. is a, and I don't think people realize this, and I obviously because I work there and covered Stanford athletics, I know this. Stanford has a very small campus. It's a very small enrollment. 
It is. It is. It's not Michigan. It's not. So Stanford's got thirty-five thousand three hundred sixty students every year. You're not. You're not some massive powerhouse university that's going to put a hundred thousand fans in a football stadium. The farm, which is their home field, is rarely ever half full. Yeah. That that's just not the culture at Stanford. Now basketball is a little different at Stanford, but my point is, if you look at if you look at the alumni and if you if you look at uh, you know, on average, their student body. <laughs> Stanford is a small university. It, there's a this misconception that Stanford is somehow again like Michigan. It's not. It's not. Cal. There is very little passion for athletics in in the in the Bay Area for Cal. Right. Very very little. And I continue to try and preach this message. You're not adding Stanford and Cal. Because you want Stanford and Cal in your TV market. You're adding Stanford and Cal because you want the Bay Area, which has a phenomenal sports fan base. Phenomenal. But you're not going to get Stanford and Cal fans turning on the TV. Right. But you are going to get, you know, you're going to get a, a, a nice melting pot of everything that's West Coast. Yeah. Because there's so much money there. Yeah. So I just I think Stanford, in my opinion. In my opinion, yeah, Stanford is fighting a perception versus reality. Oh, I agree with that completely. And yeah. I think Stanford's in a position where they don't have to take your bullshit, and they're not going to. You don't want us here, fine, we don't want to be here. And, hey, if you want us, we'd love to be part of your conference, but if you're going to... If you're going to be a burr in our crotch, we're not interested in it. See, and that's, that's so interesting, because I think that that's true. I think that's their philosophy, but, like... The perception versus reality thing, I think, is that's the argument. Now, it's not whether Stanford's valuable or not. I don't sure. think that's the perception versus reality conversation. I think it's it's Stanford's perception that they don't necessarily need the ACC as an example. Whereas the ACC schools are sitting there saying, well, wait, hold on a second. What do you mean? You're not in a conference right now. You don't have a home. You're really telling me you're going to go independent? And so if you think about two people sitting in a room and Stanford's on one side and ACC's on the other and Stanford's saying, I don't need you guys, but I'd love to be in your conference. Like the ACC, I would guess, is going to take that as disrespectful. And so it's like those two no, kind of No, because I don't together, think dude. that's the question being asked of Stanford. I don't think, and you know the biggest problem here, I don't think there's a whole lot of direct a to B conversation going on with the ACC and Stanford. You think we're playing telephone? I think we are. We are passing the bottle. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem. And I think the ACC is very dysfunctional. I wow. think there is a large swath of the ACC that would love to add Stanford and Cal. Yeah, and I think there are four schools who will never let it happen. And that's and enough I, to make it not happen. And I am, I am as sure as I am <laughs> sitting here telling you. It is Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and I believe it's Miami. Yeah. I know there's dissension about who that fourth school is. I'm telling you, I, I, I am a yeah. firm believer it's it's Miami. All right, football 50 coming up in just a bit. Uh, but I want to get a couple more in here. Raptor88 says, hi, guys. Let's have a great show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Provo Cougar fan. Wow, Raptor88's been a member for six months. Let's go, Raptor. Appreciate you, You guys bro. are unbelievable. Thank you, Raptor. Uh, Provo Cougar fan gives us five dollars to say donation for your next background board, the Monty and Jake show. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. Monty dude. is. Not... I'm. I. Pe yes, people call me Monty, but Monty <coughs> is. Monty it's a brand, is. Bro. It's this deity that is. Well, I am godlike too, but that's. It, 
so it's this larger, you know, entity. And yeah, I'm fat, but that's and not that large. So, pardon me. Uh, Monty is, it, 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 um, you know, uh, it, 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 Monty is like all, like all encompassing. I mean, I'm almost like Notre Dame. Yeah. Like I, I, that, but coach that, I, I don't know how quite to say it, but Jake doesn't matter. That's really probably the most succinct way. Waves in opposition. You know. I mean, we can put the Jakey Two Holes show back there if you want, but I don't think that'll work. I, that doesn't quite have the role. Yeah, you got to get a booster seat first. Yeah, dude. I mean, that doesn't quite have the role, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Football 50 always has a role on this show. 10 to the hour, every hour. We bring you the biggest stories in football. We call it Football at 50, and it is presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I think this ACC expansion story is the biggest story in football. Again, if you're just tuning in, let me break it down for you because I think this is really significant. The ACC, according to our sources, will have a call tomorrow where an actual vote will be taken. Both the ACC, Stanford, and Cal are looking for finality in this expansion conversation, and we are told that that will come tomorrow uh, when a vote will be taken on a call. I think that we are in a situation, just according to the people I've spoken to about it, where you have most of the ACC in favor of, but you have four schools in Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and Miami. My opinion is the four schools, Miami, based on the people I've talked to, that will not be voting yes for ACC expansion. And if that is the case, four is enough to prevent it from happening. Yeah. So I think you're in a situation where I still would put this at highly unlikely. Now, I was also told today that there is a lot of politicking going on behind the scenes. We heard about Condoleezza Rice. I'm told Condoleezza Rice's conversations went over very well. And she made a lot of phone calls in the conference. Um, and she represented far more than just Stanford, where, by the way, she is a professor and a graduate alumni. Um, but I'm told that she she had some really good influence around the conference. We'll see if that matters. Because, again, tomorrow my sources are telling me we will get a vote. Um, I just don't think it's likely that you're going to get conference expansion. And the other part of this is, what does that mean for Washington State and Oregon State? I think it means they're going to the Mountain West, where they have standing invitations to join that conference. And I do think... 24 hours from now, we will have resolution on this. By end of business uh, tomorrow, I think we will have resolution on this. Mm -hmm. So I I would be stunned if we got to 5 o'clock Eastern tomorrow afternoon and we did not have a real clear picture about where ACC expansion was. That would be shocking. Um, But I think if, if you look at the landscape and I think if you talk to folks around the Mountain West in the the pack four remaining the appetite is to blend the two together and keep the pack 12 alive i think there is a really good chance again according to sources in the pack 12 that i've spoken to that the pack 12 brand can live on but my sources have told me george kliavkov is a dead man walking he is essentially and the word that was used to me today was a clerical employee he is hey hey, everybody i need your time sheets doing that paperwork right like he's that guy George Klyovkov has zero sway in these conversations. Damn well what he's earned. And I think that's exactly how it should be. So I think we are just 24 hours away from a really significant moment in time in the history of college football once again. Yeah. 
because I do not believe that Stanford and Cal are getting into the ACC tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong because I think Stanford, I have far much, I have far less respect for Cal than I do Stanford. Yeah. I believe that Stanford is a power five program that belongs in a major conference. Mm-hmm. I think that should have been the Big Ten, but I understand why the Big Ten said no. I don't think Stanford to fit in the Big 12. I think their only hope is the ACC. Yeah, you know, and, and I think the other side of that for Stanford is the commitment length. I mean, you're talking about joining up on a grants of rights for a long time, bro. That is a long time. Yeah, so. but I, I, I truly don't think Stanford cares about that. I really don't think Stanford cares about the grant of rights in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the main reasons why I don't believe that it will happen. Because I think specifically Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina want to break that grant of rights. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for instance, Bubba Cunningham, the athletic director at North Carolina, he's an operator. Yeah. A schemer. Yeah. Like he's having conversations. He is actively trying to operate in the the best interest of North Carolina. That would not be adding Stanford and Cal, who would not, in my opinion, vote with those four universities. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's why I think it's not going to happen. And I, I I, totally understand it. I 100% understand it. And what percentage would you put on it? 20, 30, maybe. I mean, I, I just... Look, I, I just I don't think, dude, for things like this to happen, I, I would say you need half, at least half a conference of support to have it, to have it really. You, you need like four, five, six members who are really on your side, advocating and selling you within the conference for it to happen. And I just don't think the appetite is necessarily on that level. Would they? Sure. Do they want to? I don't know. You know, like it's just kind of that thing where I don't it's think like, so. it's like, hey, what do you want for dinner? How's a burger sound? Eh. Yeah, I'd eat a burger, but it doesn't necessarily sound great. It's, it's that kind of it's that kind of attitude towards it. And when it's that kind of attitude, I just don't think it happens. Yeah, I don't think it happens either. By the way, a little breaking news uh, out of the media world. How about Shannon Sharp speaking of football players? Shannon Sharp, according to Andrew Marchand at the New York Post, is joining First Take at ESPN God. two days a week. He will debate. He will be the main host with Stephen A. Smith on First Take which I have not watched in years. Why? I think Why these, two days a week? Because like, I think that I think that First Take is being very, very pragmatic here. They know that rotating hosts have a better opportunity to capture young, targeted audiences. They really want that 18 to 45-year-old to watch First Take. And maybe you don't like you don't like Chris Russo, Mad Dog Russo. Maybe you don't like I don't whoever's on there. But I think you're going to see Shannon Sharp. You're going to see JJ Reddick. You're going to see Mad Dog. Well, what's really interesting too is when I look across the aisle and I look at Fox with Skip and what they're trying to do. Fox doesn't believe in that philosophy. Fox doesn't believe in rotating hosts. Fox believes they want two staples and if you want to have a guest host once in a while, you can. Rachel Nichols is a disaster on that show. Yeah. And I understand that and this is a true story. Lil Wayne and Skip Bayless are friends. They have a relationship away from the industry. Yeah. Believe that or not. And Lil Wayne's going to be on whatever the name of that god-awful show, whatever it is, on Fox. Yeah. 
every Friday. He has committed every Friday. Rachel Nichols will be the everyday host. And they will rotate people through there because I think, again, they know. Well, they're getting dominated in the ratings. First take is 3-1 to one to Undisputed. But so. it doesn't, it, it, again, here on Football at 50, this is Fox versus ESPN in football. I'm watching ESPN. If there's an NFL game on Fox and on ESPN, I'm watching ESPN. Are you really? Yes, ESPN's a better product. I think FS1 is dead in the water unless it's it's a live event. But Big Fox is good. I like I like you know national Fox football game. I enjoy. But again, ESPN's just better at it. ESPN eh. is just. That's why they're the worldwide leader. I don't in sports. like Manning Cast. I don't like all the but, secondary but I, stuff. But I've like, never I watched think, the Manning Cast. Yeah, I, I've never watched it. I haven't watched Michael K and A Rod. Like I don't watch that shit. I tune in for live sports nine days out of ten. Yeah. Right. If I want, if I'm watching something non-sports, I'm probably watching Pat McAfee or Jim Rome. Maybe, maybe once a month, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. But that's on FS1, and it's just not in my purview. It's not my. I'm not like, oh damn, breaking news. Got to find FS1. Who thinks that way? Yeah. Hey, breaking news. Oh, dude, I got to get to ESPN. What's Adam Schefter saying, or what's Woj saying? Where's the Woj bomb? Like. In major television, that's the way it is. I think that's the reality. So Andrew Marshan at the New York Post saying, Shannon Sharp is going to do two days a week with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN First Take. Yeah. Does that excite you guys? I know it doesn't excite you as much as the marinara meatball at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy tang marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, the, uh, are you Monty or I'm Jakey. It's the, um, okay. The <laughs> omnipresent Mon- is the Papa Murphy's pizza presents football at 50 on the omnipresent Monty show. Uh, use the promo code Monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's pizza. I love that show. I love that show too. I think the Monty show is way better than, than disputed or undisputed or whatever it's called on, uh, FS 17. Yeah. The Monty Show, as always, our number two, is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. While you guys are putting your comments in there about Skip and Shannon and Stephen A., who do you guys like? What do you guys watch? Hook it up. Let me tell you about my friends at TridayTrading.com. I understand so many people. Another story today came out about how unhappy employees are that they are having to go back to the office in corporate America. Hey, if that's you, TridayTrading.com is absolutely a solution for you. If you hate your job, if you hate your boss, if you cannot stand another day finishing off concrete jobs, another day as an electrician, another day killing your back as a laborer, get to TridayTrading.com. $10 to show you your future. If I said to you, give me $10, I'll show you what your future is going to be like. Would you do it? Well, of course you would do it. If I said, hey, you can have all the Disney vacations with your wife and kids that you want. 
for $10. Would you do it? I want of course it. you would. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Get there and sign up for the $10 30-day trial membership. That $10 is a charity donation. It's a tax write-off for you, right? It's gone. You, it, it, it's absolutely worth it because you're going to get the entire Triday trading program. Everything you need, the software, the process, the algorithm, the high-level elite coaching, because they want you to be one of the best day traders in the world. And when you graduate their program, they're going to fund a trading account for you with their money. That's how you're going to start trading. And when you make money with TridayTrading.com's money, they give you 80%. You have nothing to lose. TridayTrading.com. Sign up for the 30-day trial, $10 membership. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's uh, run through some of your comments on uh, this thing with Shannon Sharp going to ESPN. Sid Irish says, PTI used to be good. Used to be. It used to be. Cougar Track. Shannon Sharp is second rate compared to the Monty Show. Appreciate Aww. that. Appreciate that. Thank you, Cougar Tracks. Mike Smith says, YouTube has become the new place for sports shows. Dude. Facts. Seriously. Hey, by the way, while we're talking about ESPN, Pat McAfee on ESPN full-time, September 7th. And in case anyone big cares. Big deal. That is a big, big deal, dude. That is a big, big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Mike Leach Meteorological Boom. Society. Boom. I watched Monty's show 365 Sports in Gills Arena. Get my football from the first two and NBA from the last. Never watch Skip or freaking Mad Dog trash. Yeah, I can't do Mad I have zero tolerance for Mad Dog, dude. It's too much. Mike uh, Mike Leach, Meteorological Society, do you not watch us for NBA? Our NBA, I think our NBA content's way yeah, better. The, the problem is, is that NBA season's been in the off season. <laughs> dude, it so, has been silent. Trust me when I say I'm ready to talk NBA. Yep. Uh, Jim, Ch Whoa. Jim Choi, Mario's been there only one year. Yeah, he has, and it was a mess. Not a good year. Spangler, McAfee is whatever. He's vanilla. A lot of people are saying that. Have, have Do you guys think Pat McAfee's lost his mojo? I just think there's not enough effort put into, like, creating an environment of a <coughs> real, Sorry about that. you know, polished sports talk product. Well, it, the funny thing is, Jake and I are completely split on this. So this is our office. We sit here. 13 hours a day. Mm -hmm. We have a TV hanging on the wall. It's on from 7 in the morning to 7 at night, 8 at night. Jake will instantly at 10 a.m. turn on Jim Rome. Mm -hmm. About an hour into that, I'll be like, hey, let's check out Pat. We will turn on Pat McAfee and Jake will say, what are we even talking about here? What are we, what are we even? Now, Jim does the same thing. The only reason I turn him on right at 10, and, and I would encourage you guys to try this. Dude. I can count on Jim for one thing every day. The first 25 minutes are a take of some variety. Usually it has to do with a, a, a nameplate organization, whether it's the Lakers, the Cowboys, whatever. It, it is usually a pretty solid sports take that you can agree or disagree with. After that, I agree. Jim does way too many garbage interviews that I just don't give a damn about. I don't need to hear from writer guy constantly. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday with somebody. We don't put beat writers on. Yeah, and so what Jim does is he'll give you an, he'll give you the first hour usually open, and the last two hours are, are usually one guest, two segments, yeah. and one guest in two segments. My problem is, is, that, is that with Pat, I feel like too often it, it – it's too often a bunch of guys sitting around a table just talking about nothing. It, that's too often what it is. Now, I can count on Pat for the Aaron Rodgers stuff. 
I can count on because Pat for great Pat insight. Is a, Pat is a NFL guy. He's so an NFL guy. He gets NFL guy all the time. He gets Rappaport regularly. He gets all these guys regularly. And I love that about Pat. But it's just too often. Like right now, dude, I'll be honest with you. Right now, you guys probably know this, dead time in sports season, right? We have, we have NFL training camps, and we're going to get to that today. Thank God the NBA schedule came out today, so we have something to talk about in the NBA besides fat-ass James Harden and his little holdout situation. But I just feel like too often Pat is kind of just, hey, we're going to show up. We're going to talk about whatever today. Yeah. Like, Well, and look at Sid Irish. McAfee is an acquired taste. That's, I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. He, but he definitely plays younger, and that's the card I think ESPN's going after. Yep. James Knight, only one place I get my U.S. sports fix right here. Appreciate you, James. Appreciate you, James. Roundabout says I think he sucks. Wow, oh, come on. Well, that's a little harsh, come dude. On. I don't think Matt, Pat McAfee sucks. Come on. Jeremy Callahan, the games. Watch on whoever carries them. The talk, analysis, et cetera. YouTube, YouTube premium. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, the Todd Father, I'm hoping you guys do good NFL stuff coming up. Really love the show. We do a ton of NFL on this show. Yeah, bro. Uh, Rick Forster, uh, Forster, excuse me. I thought McAfee was the virus guy. What do you mean the, the virus, virus guy? What do you mean by that, dude? I don't know what you mean yeah, by that. Yeah, can you explain? Uh, I just feel Pat McAfee just says everything people want to hear, Spangler says. There's a lot of that. Well, and, and he's a brand now, though. So Pat is not. Pat will occasionally do something on Twitter that pisses everybody off. Yeah. And I think that's a huge issue. But on his on his show, Pat very rarely veers off into any kind of controversy. He's very he is a he is a businessman. OG Gary, for me it's the Monty Show, Josh Pate, Clap, maybe on three, and Barstool. Man, I'm I might be the only guy who doesn't watch Barstool. Yeah. It just, ne I don't know why, but Barstool just never came into my. Well, I guarantee you consume product that is technically owned by Barstool, but not well, their golf. I, I, it's their golf stuff that I consume. Well, yeah, there you go. Because yeah. I'm a huge golf guy. You guys know that, right? Yeah. So I, I may, I consume some Barstool golf stuff, but that's really it. That's it. Mike Smith. I think ESPN, I think going to ESPN is going to ruin his show. Nothing to do with Disney. Pat's show was just raw and attitude and language. I think they are already cleaning it up to be ready for ESPN. Oh, there's no question. But what did he say today? The first two hours will be on TV. The third hour will be on uh, YouTube. I think you're exactly right, though. You can't help but change the show. Let me ask you guys this. I think this is a really interesting philosophy when it comes to consuming sports talk. What do you think about Pat splitting his time? Would you prefer that he's just in one place, or do you like that he's doing ESPN and YouTube? I think that's going to be really interesting. I think that's going to be really interesting. Because I think asking asking the consumer, the listener slash viewer, to hop around to different places. But it won't be like that. Let be. Let's understand. He'll be on ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN app, and ESPN YouTube. The final hour will just be ESPN YouTube. So they won't be on ESPN or ESPN two or ESPN. App. Oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that he was leaving his channel altogether. I think he is. Yeah. I'm pretty certain he is. Yeah, there. I mean, there's. I, I agree with I mean, everyone saying he's cleaning 50, him up. They're paying him fifty million dollars a year. Yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna have to. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy country. Skip is passionate about sports, and it's not fake. I think Monty and Jake are passionate about sports too, which is why I like this this show too. I it is it is my passion. Yeah, you know, I think the thing for, for Skip that 
I, I don't doubt Skip's passion. I, I don't. I, I think he's passionate about sports. But what I doubted is his genuineness and his takes, his 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 candor with his takes. I, I, there are a lot of trouble. Time. He gets in trouble. Hold that thought because I want to go back to the genuineness conversation. Yeah. When does Skip get in trouble? When he's not prepared and he talks off the top of his head. But is that what genuine means? Yeah, because I think when you are prepared, and we work, you guys don't care about this or whatever, but we prepare hard on this show. Yeah. Like it is, it is, we go to great lengths to be informed. That allows you to be genuine and passionate about your opinion. Because when you know and you are on the facts, you're able to be passionate about it. Well, I think it allows you to have a take. It allows you to have a take that you actually believe. Yes, like, I would agree with that. Like, I feel like a lot of times, and again, comment on this too, because I think this is something that pisses sports talk listeners off regularly. There are so many times where I personally listen to other shows, and I'm like, dude, you don't, A, you don't sound like you believe what you're saying. You're not speaking with conviction on it. And then B, you're not really giving me anything unique on your take. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, well, the Cowboys are going to lose in the first round this year. Okay, great, but why? Or like... You know, that's what I think lacks a lot of times. I think that's what killed sports talk radio. It's why we are having this conversation. It's why we are a top 5% show on YouTube. Yeah. Because it, it, sports talk radio became too easy. Thanks. It seriously did. The Mike Leach Meteorological Society said, I don't have an issue with Pat McAfee, but I think there can be too many voices in the room. Well, that, yeah. and I, it, for those of you who don't know, Pat McAfee generally has three other guys plus him and occasionally seven other guys plus him. Well, and he brought on uh Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man, yeah. And it's awkward sometimes. Pac-Man doesn't have a lot of opinions on stuff, but Pat doesn't have a lot of a lot of informed opinions outside of football. Yeah. And so his his cohorts they're the ones that do the baseball stuff. He does interviews with baseball guys and he'll he'll ask his guys like AJ Hawk is a co-host of his for part of the show, the former Packer linebacker, and AJ can't do baseball. Well, it's like, you know, Pat McAfee, and this is both his strength and his weakness, in my opinion. You're able to get Lucas Glover on the show, and if you don't know the Lucas Glover story, we're not going to explain it, but he's able to get Lucas Glover the on golfer. his show, the golfer, and and you just are asking very generalized no, questions. No, what very... they did is they asked him about his pants. Yeah. That was their main... That not, hey, you've won two tournaments in a row, which they asked him, but they they go to the zany too easily. Why, why, hey, Lucas, why is it that you're using a center shafted putter now? Why is it that you're using a broomstick putter yeah. now? Like all these great questions you could ask. And, and that's where, and I also honestly, like I try to take everything with a grain of salt too, because obviously we do a show. So like the way yes. I would watch sports talk yes. is obviously way more critical than like, yes. you know, someone who's, you know, got a whole family and just kind of living life and doing things. And I'm not being disrespectful that I'm just saying it's different when you're constantly in the sports loop and constantly having to be informed. So that's why I also think it's a little more difficult and probably why it feels a bit harsher to my ear when I hear them ask questions that just are not all that relevant. Yeah, seriously. All right, Chris Bennett says, here's two bucks. What the heck, man? Seriously, West Virginia fans. <laughs> okay. Um, Joseph uh, Luares gives us $10. Just merge the Mountain West, the sixth best basketball league and the fifth best football conference New Mexico, San Diego State averaged 12,000 fans a game for basketball. Nevada, Boise State. Utah State averaged over 8K a game. Yeah? Yeah. 
uh, yeah, dude. Joseph, that's a really good point. Uh, that's not a bad point at all. Uh, shout out to our newest member. How about a little love for Mooncat? Let's go. Let's go, baby. Way to go, Mooncat. A West Virginia fan. Appreciate you, uh, appreciate you, Mountain Mama. Mooncat, I'm, I'm a jerk. It's the only thing I have. I, it's the only thing I have on West Virginia. West Virginia. The ACC. Mooncat gives us $5. Yeah. He's like, hey, is it too late to cancel? <laughs> uh, the ACC is going to, quote, pull out. Oh, God. In order to prevent having potential twins increasing the number of donors required to this. I think I've hit it every time. You got to get stroked. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. Oh, Mooncat, a valuable addition to the Monty Show membership. Bless you. Uh, Steven Smith for 20 bucks. Thank you, Steven. Uh, I believe that if the ACC takes Stanford and Cal, the Pac-12 will end up with Washington State, Oregon State going to the Mountain West. The end of the Pac-12 is sad, but they made the situation for their own dysfunction. Yes, they yes, did. Yes, they did. And I do think the conference is dead. And Cleveland rocks. I, I've been waiting for this all show. Browns play the Eagles tonight. Please tell me something of comfort that Cleveland will finally have a good season. I hope. Because it's garbage. Now, I, I, I was, I was insta-snap face DMing with a good friend of mine in Cleveland. Yeah, I know what time it is. Who works in sports media. And there is real belief that the Deshaun Watson situation the trade and the contract and could be the worst mistake in the history of <coughs> Cleveland sports. <coughs> Does that make you feel better? He's been terrible in camp. Yeah, maybe he needs a bigger washcloth, dude. Stop. Why do you know reset? Why do you always have to go to pipe jokes with Deshaun? Because <laughs> much like the Pac-12, he made that bet. And now he's got to lay in it. Well, it wasn't a bet. It was a massage table. I think I've hit it every time. Right? Yeah. Jerk. You want to um, know, you bought it. I think the Cleveland Browns yeah. are in real trouble tonight. And I know quite a few of you were debating this online today, like what the, the line in this game tonight. First of all, if you are gambling on preseason Dude, NFL. you are asking for trouble, bro. Don't. Uh, Philly's... Phillies minus four, it's 35 and a half. Hell no. 35 and a half is generous, dude. Stay away from it. I do think Cleveland Rocks, here's something for you to chew on. How long until until people start yelling for DTR? If 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 Deshaun comes out and has a bad six weeks to start the season. Oh, it'll be before that, dude. It's less than a month in it, my opinion. It won't be it won't be in training camp. No, 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 no. I think it's four weeks. I, I, I think if you come but, out and you're in your trash the first two weeks, everyone's like, ah, oh, well, he's just figuring it out. It's really but they're, they're gonna be trash, dude. But, how, but how you know what you... I mean, like with Deshaun, though. It's it's diff- okay if your Bengals, football team Steelers, sucks, Titans, Ravens. You're, you're right. <laughs> Nobody's expecting. Hear me out. Nobody's expecting you to win. That's not the point. The point is not winning. The point is, hey, does Deshaun look competent? No. Are we losing because of Deshaun? Yes. Or are we losing because our team sucks? No. Like, yes. Both. Both. Flying J, dude. You're losing because you're Jimmy Haslam overspent on on your washcloth guy. Stock. And I think you're exactly right. I think I think they're gonna come out. They're gonna be bad. Yeah. And to your point, 
I think Deshaun's going to be a big part of the reason they're bad. And so then the natural inclination is DTR. And I agree. Buddy's look nice. I have to say, he's lived up pre-season. to it. Preseason. Pre-se- I know it's preseason. We're playing against a bunch of scrubs. It doesn't count. Okay, great. I get it. But this is a guy that everyone wanted to hate on. Not you. You were a big DTR guy when he was at UCLA. But Love I'm just him. saying, generally speaking, I felt like a lot of people didn't necessarily believe in this cap because of his size, because of his build, because he was a little bit slighter of a guy. This guy's a gamer, dude. You're talking about someone who went up against the Utes and took that beast down. Right, you're talking about someone who had a great run at UCLA, and I think that that this guy can do it, but it's going to take Deshaun burning out and flaming out. You guys, do we really need Deshaun cock jokes in the comment section today? Do we? Do we? Do we? Are is that who we are as a show? But actually, it is. It, it, you got to get stroked. Deshaun uh, cock jokes. Jeff Woodworth. Deshaun just needs to release some pressure. He knows what he needs. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. Mike Smith says Deshaun's all backed up. Come on now. Come on. No, I'm, not, I'm not. No. <coughs> Tom <coughs> Dean. The point is not winning. Jake, no wins. Mike Smith. Cleveland and the Raiders just seem like teams that will find a way to F up first-round draft picks, especially when they have multiple first-round picks. Because it's garbage. Well, first of all, as a Bears fan, hold my beer. As a Bears fan, hold my beer. Well, you have the MVP on the team, dude. Come on. You mean Mitch Trubisky? Hey. Oh, no. we. No, you meant Khalil. No, we yeah, that's what I meant, too. yeah. We traded him, too. Anyway, my point is, um, as a Chicago Bears fan, hold my beer. Second of all, Deshaun Watson could be a massive bust. But what happens if it works out? Well, we wouldn't. Bonnie, please. If it was going to work out, it would have worked out already. He, the reports in Cleveland are he has been tragically bad. This man was a bona fide scrub. So good luck, dude. Yeah. Good luck. Jeff Woodworth. Deshaun just wants to get sacked right now because he missed the human touch. His cock. I'm t- <laughs> Jeff, be better. <laughs> Conference Commissioner Gumby just puts three roosters. Hiscock. David uh, Wolkind. Eric Tipton, a good running back and great punter, also played for those Duke football teams that went 25-4, and four, and nobody cares. Uh, roundabout. <laughs> Who is DTR? Never heard of him. Seriously, right? Is that a serious? Come on, stop. Rick Forster, Watson needs to come to Houston for relief. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, it just is, it's something that he's got to get relief, man. Stop. Grow up. <laughs> Cowboy country. Would the Browns put D. Watson out there knowing he is bad and then get Caleb Williams in the draft next year? Notice he said D. Watson. I, they're not going to be in – they're not going to be number one. They're not going to be the worst team in the NFL. No, and I think DTR is a legitimate opportunity. Ryan Wiley, uh, or Willie, W-I-L-L-E-Y, Willie. Uh, the Watson deal is the worst contract in the history of the NFL. Very well could be. Yeah. Spangler, LOL, Bears draft picks. <laughs> I-, I can't even fight you on that. <laughs> I can't. My fucking quarterback. There's a guy in our in the waiting room today of our we're in an office building and there was a guy in our in our waiting room yeah. today who's like, Hey Bears fan. How about oh man? Oh man. Justin Fields last week. 
three for three. I'm like, yeah, all behind the line of scrimmage. Like, and we had a conversation about what a joke it is that Justin Fields is an MVP. Like, oh my. As you can see, there's not much hope for you left. Stop. Brutal. Stop. It's so bad. Uh, Phoenix Master. My issue with DTR was before 2022, his completion percentage and passing yards were lower than where I would expect for someone with so much hype. He finally backed up the hype in 22 and looked good. Well, he's also not a kid. There's a perception like, I think he's 25. No. Is yeah. he that old already? Yes. Dude, he, he was in, wasn't he at UCLA, yeah, he was UCLA for like 11 for years? Yeah. <laughs> he was there. He was like, Hey man, I'm gonna take that COVID year exception. I'm gonna red shirt. Nah, he's 23. He's 23. Oh, he's 23. He's 23. Okay. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not uh, buddy from Georgia. Old. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Well, he drives slower than Stetson. I guarantee you that. Uh, Adam Salamini. Yeah, we gotta talk about buddy. Maybe he was preparing too hard, like you guys. Preparing. We prepare. Stay hard. Whatever. Uh, Spangler, Bears could have had Mahomes easy. Thanks. Bears could have had Mahomes. <laughs> but instead, what did we do? We, we draft and trade the entire world for Joseph Lee Burrow. Trubisky. <laughs> and then we hire a coach who's an offensive guru uh, who wouldn't run an offense that suited Trubisky. Know your role and shut your mouth. Nice job, dude. Jerk. Nice. So frustrating. Mapes says Deshaun needs to get uh, to being front to back, but can't uh, can't an- afford another legal hit. See, he's front. To back. It really hit me. A legal hit. Yeah. Jake's a back to front guy. Uh, OG Gary. OG Gary, I was just giving her a tip for the services. Deshaun mm. said he has our full respect. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Christopher <laughs> Shannon, Dorian Thompson Robinson, QB at UC. What, I, I think there was some sarcasm in the who is DC. Um, uh, part of his contract with the Texans were half off coupons at the local massage parlor. Cleveland did not put that in the contract. I think I've hit it every time. You guys just love your penis jokes. Yeah, don't dude. You? You yes. The Todd Father, about to buy 10 memberships just to get Tom Dean. Uh, one, what the fuck, bro? Hiscock. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about here, Tom Dean? Yeah. And and look at and that. The Todd father gave out 10 memberships. Let's go, Todd. What, did Tom, what did Tom say? Uh, thanks to Todd father. <laughs> well, that's great. Because uh, Brees Lightning, Brandon Darnell, Paul Fowler, Two Mastas. Two Mastas got another free membership. My fucking ass. You cheapskate. Uh, Big Boss Man, Films and Animation. Vernon Sheldon Witter. Water. Water. Boyd Barney, Kevin Chittenden, and uh, Blurn. Chittenden. Blurn got the uh, memberships. And as uh, Giggity so properly points out, who's the only one that didn't get a membership? (laughs) (laughs) Tom Dean. Tom Dean. Uh, Jet Wayman, how the heck are you, my guy? Good to see you. Renee Roca, who's going to be a star of this show in 20 minutes. Imagine going to a massage parlor in Cleveland. Oof. That's who you're going to be sitting next to. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. 
Tom Teen, wait, I don't have a membership? Clearly not, Bro, Tom. Tom, dude. Come on, dude. Um, the Mike Leach Meteorological Society. Which, by the way, Mr. Weatherman, why isn't it raining outside? Uh, the Bears miss the undeniable energy and charisma of the man, the myth, the legend, smoking Jay Cutler. Why, yes, he does. We wow, do. Yes, man. Do. Man. Yes, we do. Best quarterback we've ever had. Best quarterback we've ever had. The Todd father. You must not be open, Tom. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, man, that, that feels, you know. Uh, if you're new, please hit the like button and subscribe. Yes. Please yes. hit the yes, like yes, button yes. and subscribe. Do it. Um, we are trying to get to 25,000 subscribers before kickoff of the college football season. That's just 13 days away. I want it. Um, we are about 1,900 away. So let's get rolling on that. Um, let's see. A couple more on the NFL because I do want to. I do want to get into the NFL QB thing real quick. But yeah. by the way, it, what we're talking about right now, if you're just tuning in. Is Deshaun Watson going to make it with the Browns? Because there's a lot of people in Cleveland who says he he has been terrible. Yeah. Uh, Hero 75 for $5. Deshaun is the worst mistake in Cleveland Browns football history so far. Worse than Johnny? Uh, worse than Art Modell? Oh, way worse than Johnny. Really? Yeah, because look what they gave up yeah. to get Well, and that Deshaun. was a draft thing, not a, not a sign-up thing, yeah. Expedition Greg, $5. Amazing work on the whole realignment saga. Thank you. Hey, look at that. A new member of the show. It's Tom D. Let's go, Tommy. 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 Hey, Tommy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hit the membership button, you guys. Uh, we have two tiers of membership. You can become a member at $1.99 to get all your comments read. Or at $9.99, you can get into our members-only Instagram group. Usually, if we have breaking news or inside information, we put it there first. Contests are always there. So, you know, no. AAR, I'm not having this discussion with you, sir. I, I'm not talking about Bobby Douglas because Jay Cutler was a better quarterback than you are. He is. Nick Saban is a better man you. than you are. Uh, Derek Roche says, Tom, you can afford full membership now. You got the pro rata you deserve. <laughs> All right, last one before quarterbacks. Dude is right. Deshaun's playoff comeback loss in Arrowhead isn't talked about enough. It was crushing for that franchise and players. Yeah. It was. I, you know. Yeah. Tom, what? What did you say, Jeremy Callahan? Tommy like wingy. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's fair. Hot. Whoa. Wow. Jesus. Bro. A massive lightning strike right outside the window here. Dude. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have. Man, that, that's going to make me perk up a little bit, dude. It's fair. Hot take. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers are going to be a wild card team this year. Baker. Dude, what are you talking about? He, well, let's get into it because <laughs> I think Baker Mayfield is playing for his career uh, in Tampa. And, I, and I, that's not even like the hot take guy. That's not even hot take guy. Mm -hmm. Who are the quarterbacks right now that are playing for their careers? And I think this one's very interesting. Jake, is your boy. Your boy. Is Baker Mayfield playing with his career on the line right now in Tampa? Yeah, I mean, I think playing with his career on the line in the sense that he's not going to get a – if this goes sideways – you're you're not going to get an opportunity to to play for any organization, you know that would be in a you know a regular playoff contender or Super Bowl situation. Baker Mayfield is damn well good enough to be a backup on any team uh, in the league. 
And and I kind of feel like that's he's he's that four A guy where he can start for some teams in certain situations, but on a Super Bowl caliber team, you're you're a second or third option at this point. Unfortunately, because I I think he was he was really good when he came into the league, and I think he just did not play well. He he didn't play well, and I think people were really surprised by that. So yeah, I do think that. Baker Mayfield right now is playing for his career in the sense that if this goes sideways, you're not going to continue to get opportunities with good teams. Do we believe on any level that Baker Mayfield can be a franchise quarterback? Because I'm not no. one of the guys who believes that. And I think when you look at Baker's time in Cleveland, he just couldn't stay healthy. So a lot of the times he was playing hurt, and he's not Matthew Stafford. He's not that guy that can go out there and play through that because he just doesn't have that physical size. Now, you're replacing Tommy, right? I mean, which is an unenviable task, but he's actually looked good doing it. And I think if you look at Baker Mayfield, I think he is he is arguably the guy playing for his career in the NFL right now. Yeah. But let's let's kind of go down the list and and let's hot take some quarterbacks. Yeah. It's a hot hot take. Um I wonder about Mac Jones in New England. Uh-huh. I think Mac Jones if he has a bad year will not be a New England Patriot a year from now. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah, you're probably not wrong about that. I think Mac is much like Daniel Jones in the sense that, you know, you've got a lot to prove still. And and obviously with the Giants, Daniel Jones is the franchise guy. I disagreed with that choice by them, but that's the choice they've made. And I think the Patriots don't typically put up with a lot of crap at the quarterback position, mainly because yeah. they haven't had to put up with a lot of crap at the quarterback position. So. Again, Mac Jones, to me, is a guy that could be a, a career starter in this league, but I think he needs more development. Yeah, I think I think Mac Jones is in a make-or-break year. I think Tua got tagged by your mama. Uh, it's, it's also Tua got Tua got Tua got no love on that at oh, all. Man. Like, that rolled out like that's his actual name on his birth certificate. Buddy was having seizures on the field, and we're making mom T jokes. Tua got tagged by your mom. Hiscock. Oh, my God, that Hiscock. was amazing. Hiscock. You didn't even mention it. Dude. Tua Tungavailoa, I think, is um. another guy who... <laughs> way better to say tagged by your mama. <laughs> Tua Tungavailoa is another guy that I think has to have a year. One, he needs to get through 17 games without having his brain That's fall out of zero. That's all that matters, dude. I they, mean, it it is it, it's terrifying every time he goes out there. Let's we're all thinking yes. it. Oh yeah. Let's be honest. We're all gonna think about Demar Hamlin in Buffalo, and we're all gonna think about Tua Tungavailoa in, in Miami. I'm turning it off this year. If he if he if he gets hit and he's laying on the field, I'm I'm switching channels. I'm not. I watching can't it again watch this it. Year. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not watching the thing the close up no. on his fingers. I'm not. I'm not watching oh, him man. get thrown down on the field only to have his head hit the back of his head hit the field. I'm not doing it this year, dude. The DeMar thing is a totally different situation. That, the, that was a freak accident, dude. Freak accident. But you're going to be thinking about it this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, I think the first game you're going to think about it. it certainly for DeMar, you're going to think about Every it. Every week that goes by that he's healthy and able, I think we're going to it's going to fade. Yeah. It's never going to fade with Tua. No. Tua it, it just won't. And know, the, the worst thing is I love his head coach. I lost respect for McDaniel when he got up there and he started talking about, you know, making excuses for the. He had a brain injury in a major one, and you let him, you let him go back out the next week, and it was a huge mistake. Yeah, everybody knew it. So I think and Tua, then you wanted to blame it on his back. I would agree. I think one of the the guys that really has to shine this year, AFC North. 
I think Lamar Jackson has to have a year. Mm-hmm. You got paid. You, I think he held out on some level last year at the end of the year when he didn't play. Was there an injury? I'm sure there was. I don't believe that he came back on purpose. I think he held himself out. Now you got paid. Now you got to be the MVP again. Now you got to be that dude. And I think it's really difficult to hit that switch and become that dude again. And I think that their teams are going to force him to – they're going to play zone, and, and I think they're going to play – I got to believe that they make him throw. And they're going to they're gonna bait him, and he has <laughs> never shown the ability to stand in the pocket and deliver the football. Yeah, and, you know, and I think what's tough is – I think you're right about that. And what's tough for defenses is if you're going to play man, you know, against Lamar, like, you, you have to spy him. You know, so in zone, I think that's the right play because – you know, obviously it gives you more flexibility, right? And you're you're basically forcing Lamar to make choices. And and I don't know. I mean, at some point I would think Lamar figures out how to be a, you know, I'd have to look at his stats again, but I, I'm pretty confident in saying he's not a 65, 66, 6% guy. No, he's you not. You know, and, and I think that, you know, yeah, can he throw it down the field? Sure. But what you need from him is the ability not to prioritize the run so much. You, what you need is, hey, run the offense, man. If you need to run, that's great. And I, and I hate comparing guys to Patrick Mahomes because I really do think Patty is truly one of the best not, we have not ever playing, seen. Not playing for his job, Patty. No, not playing for his job, right? Like, But but I, I, I in my opinion, I think he's one of the best we have ever seen, like yeah. ever. And so... I don't like comparing guys, but that's how you need to play the game. You need to run when you need to run, not not because that's the best part of your game, and that's Lamar's challenge. Yeah, and I think, by the way, he completes 62% of his passes, so you're right. He doesn't complete nearly enough. Yeah, so you got to get up to that. I mean, again, in today's, like, like uh, look at look at your boy Herbert, who just got paid. Herbert's, I think, 67. Who? who? Yeah, I know, sex machine, I know. Oh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, the sex All machine. All I have in this world yeah. is my balls and my world. Yeah. In those balls, dude. Um, I think it is. I'm guessing he's 67. He's 68.2. 68.2. So pure pocket passer that can run a little bit when he needs and to. And he plays 17 games. Yeah. So and that's what I he say, got dude. paid. By the way, you look at uh, if we look at Lamar's division, that's a division you got to go out and win, dude. And Baltimore, I think, is by far the best team because I don't think Joe Burrow can be healthy. He He just doesn't seem like that guy right now. And Joseph Lee Burrow. I don't know. The, I don't even know what you say about Joe Mixon. I think Burrow will play soon. I, I well, I, I don't have any doubt that he will play. You just mean for the season? Yeah, I worry about him. Yeah. Man, you have a calf injury of this significance early in camp, dude. That's terrifying. Yeah, but they've they're loaded at receiver. Mixon should be fine. I yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill. Well, I mean, you have Malik Willis and Will Levis got hurt today. I don't know if anybody saw that. I think Tannehill's a placeholder. What about Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas? Placeholder, in my opinion. Placeholder. He's going to start for you, but the difference is... He won't finish for you, though. Exactly. And I think, you know, the other part of this conversation we really need to keep in perspective is age of these guys. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a veteran that's been around the block in this league. Yes. Dude, I mean, this is not a, this is not some young cat anymore. And I, think, I agree. You know, so when I look at, you know... And I'm sure we'll get to it, but when you look at the young quarterbacks in this league, you know the Justin Fields, let's say, because we were just talking about him, or who, whoever you want to look at, like Richardson in Indianapolis. Richardson, dude, Richardson is somebody that I think in in the organization he's got three, four seasons to figure it out. It's a huge mistake in the media. 
I think this guy is going to be regarded as a bust if he doesn't figure it out inside of 10 weeks. I think I don't even think it'll be his fault. This will be Zachy Poo all over again. This will be Zach Wilson with the Jets. He's better than Zach Anthony, Wilson, dude. No, he's not. I think he is. Anthony Richardson's not an NFL quarterback. I think he is Trey Lance. I he's, think he is. Dude. I think Zach Wilson, because they did not cut him, is going to be a serviceable number two in this league. I have real doubt that Anthony Richardson can play the position. You understand how big Anthony Richardson is, right? I don't care. He cannot read defenses. He has not ever, not fucking ever shown the ability to stand in the pocket and deliver the football. You know why? Because we haven't seen him play much football at all. You you don't draft Trey Lance, who I think had, what, 11 games or something. You don't draft Trey yeah, but Lance. Trey Lance played at North Dakota State or whatever. Right, it was. but it doesn't matter where you play. If we haven't seen you in volume, and in the time, and, and I'll even say this: if you weren't, who, who are who are the best college quarterbacks that we've ever seen? Right. If you go to Peyton Manning, if you go to Eli Manning, there was no doubt those guys were winning Super Bowls because they were on your NFL team. Mm. There was always doubt about Trey Lance. I have huge doubt about Anthony Richardson. I have huge doubt about Lamar Jackson. And you just invested in him. Yeah, I yeah. I have no doubt about, again, Sex Machine in Los Angeles. No doubt that Justin Herbert can lead a team to a Super Bowl. Smoke and Joe, no doubt he can lead a team. You look at the young quarterbacks around this league, Anthony Richardson has not played enough football. And if you're a buyer... I don't know, like, say, Jim Mercy, you're probably pretty shitty at football, which is, by the way, your track record. Because how have you done on quarterbacks? Anybody? Carson Wentz, your thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts? Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. Yeah. How did you do with Peyton Manning? Pretty good. You won a Super Bowl, but he got hurt. How'd you do with Andrew Luck? Terrible. I think Disaster. you're short-selling Peyton Manning, dude. Peyton Manning. He's one of the best quarterbacks the league's ever seen. Right, but you shouldn't have cut him. Well, yeah. You shouldn't have cut him. That was a mistake. They made a mistake. He went on and won another Super Bowl with Denver. Yeah. Right? Russell Wilson. What makes you think you can fix Russell Wilson? Nothing. Sean Payton cannot wait to get rid of Russell Wilson. Unless he somehow comes out and just is the dude. Yeah. You're never getting over that goal line throw. Because I think that's what it is. I think Russell Wilson is a, is a good quarterback. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not He's not that guy. He's never going to be that guy. Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a Super Bowl in, with the Jets, he was never that guy. Because there's no more excuses. I don't hear about offensive lines. You've got two really good running backs. You've got four wide receivers. You've got a defense that's a, probably the best front four in the NFL. I don't want to hear it anymore. Right? But... I look at Anthony Richardson, I've never said to myself, man, that dude's going to be an unbelievable NFL quarterback. I've never said that. Caleb Williams, man, that I dude's going to be an unbelievable look, quarterback. You got to come to the middle a little bit on, on the athleticism piece, though. I don't disagree. Lamar Jackson is not the best of the best, but he's a damn good quarterback. But why do we draft athletes and then we don't develop them? Because well, that's it's, a different conversation. It's one of the two things. It's one of the two things. Because you can't sit here and tell me that Tim Tebow wasn't a great athlete. He's not. Dude, come on. 
Dude, Tim Tebow is not even close to the athlete that Lamar Jackson or Anthony Richardson is, Are you is, out dude. of your goddamn mind? He's not mind. even close, Tim dude. Tebow, I got news for you. Tim Tebow is the athlete that Tim Tebow okay. is the, and people don't want to say it, Tim Tebow's the greatest quarterback in the history of college football. The greatest quarterback. Tim Tebow has done more in the NFL because I'll remind you that Tim Tebow won a playoff game, which nobody wants to talk about. Tim Tebow has done more in the NFL than I would guess Anthony Richardson will do. Because Anthony Richardson has never stood in the pocket, delivered a football of consequence at Florida. He never did that. How shocked were we all when the Colts took him there? Yeah, I agree. It was a shocking Stunning. pick. But I don't I, I I think what we disagree on is the guy's athletic ability and his ability. He's a really to, good athlete. Let me be clear. He's a really good athlete. What have you seen from Anthony Richardson where you're like, dude, that I gotta okay, have that? Okay, what we disagree on, yes, he's never gonna be Patrick Mahomes. He's never gonna be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert from the pocket. That's never gonna happen. He, That's not he'll be Trey let, Lance. Let me talk. He's not going to be that guy, but he's going to be Lamar Jackson good. He's, no, he's not. He well, will never He will never win an MVP. What did you see out of Lamar Jackson in Lamar, college? Lamar Jackson in college, A, won a Heisman Trophy, I believe, or was it? I, I don't know. Let I might look. be wrong. Let me look. Lamar Jackson was like a historically good runner in college. You knew that dude was a track star who could, you knew that. You thought you could develop him as a thrower, and I think incrementally, he's gotten better. There's no comparison to Anthony Richardson at Florida to Lamar Jackson at Louisville. That is nonsense. And if anybody wants to fight me over Tim Tebow, let's do it. Because Tim Tebow's the greatest college quarterback that's ever lived. Doesn't mean it translates into the NFL. It clearly did not. But Tim Tebow probably has a better career than Anthony Richardson will. Does Anthony Richardson ever lead the, lead the Colts? And I hope I am completely wrong about this and you're all laughing at me in two years. Does Anthony Richardson ever leave the, lead the Colts to a playoff win? I'm going to go with that. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I, I just... I. I it's beyond, it, it, and I get it, you, you did not watch Tim Tebow in college. I totally get that. Tim Tebow was a better athlete than Lamar Jackson. Tim Tebow was a better athlete by far than Anthony Richardson. That guy, go back and watch the tape, dudes. That guy was unbelievable. He was unbelievable, and you can get all pissed off about it. I just it. don't know what else to say. Like, what else am I supposed to say? You're completely against the idea that Anthony Richardson would ever pan out to what Lamar Jackson's been. But, but all I'm asking you for is think about who's a mediocre quarterback in the NFL, Dak Prescott. Will Anthony Richardson project beyond what Dak Prescott is? Because the truth be told right now. The question is not Dak Prescott. It's an unfair comparison. Dak doesn't run around. He throws from the pocket most of the time, right? Like he's, he's what you'd want in a quarterback. The question is, Based on your measuring stick, is he going to be better than like a Justin Fields, or is he going to be better than no. Trevor Lawrence? Is he going to be better than? Well, Trevor Lawrence doesn't run around. The comparison is Trey Lance. I'm telling you guys, the Anthony Richardson comparable in the NFL is Trey Lance, yeah. because they can't do the job. 
They can't be, and why? Because they were never asked to do the job in college. We never saw Trey Lance do anything. Trey Lance didn't play in the SEC, and he didn't lead his team to wins. And, and go back and listen to what I said about Trey Lance, because we talked about this ad nauseum. He was never going to make it. And I will just fall back to my bar. And again, you can get upset if you want to get upset. I'll fall back to my bar. You should be able to look at that guy, and you should be able to know, is that guy the guy? Because Anthony Richardson ain't that guy. He's not that guy. And I, and I will, dude, I will fight you over it. Clearly. Uh, OSU quarterback country says best qu- college quarterback ever. I'd have to say Joe Montana at Notre Dame or Jamil Holloway at, no. Tim Tebow, what, do you? Tim Tebow is a living legend in college, dude. It's not an argument you want to have. Is this really a conversation? Are you can we... have a com- you we disagree about the athleticism piece. Like you, you like I get it, you're a big Tim Tebow guy. I, I'm I not just... a big Tim Tebow guy. I'm a truth teller. Wow. And the truth do you guys understand what he did? The guy won two national championships at Florida. The the guy he won a Heisman Trophy, a Manning Award, the Maxwell, like every award you could win. Do you guys understand that he is there was, there's never been a more dominant player. There's, there is, and I might say even any player on the field ever in college football that dominated the way Tim Tebow did. He, you just could not stop him no matter what. You could not stop him. It, it, you're done. The guy was, and, and it's amazing to me that here we are, what, 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 what years did he play? 2005, six, seven, uh, Eight and nine. So we're 14 years later, and we we already forgot how good he was? That is that is awe-inspiring to me. That's awe-inspiring to me. Uh, Tebow also played on a dysfunctional roster, too. Who cares? The, good or bad, you got to make the best of the biscuit, man. And he, he did it. He did. Jeremy Callahan. Winning awards in natties does not make him a better athlete than Anthony Richardson. Man, so I, I don't know how to measure that. I, I, all I can tell you is I've watched Anthony Richardson and I've watched Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was smarter in the way he ran. He was more effective in the way he ran. He was more effective in the way he threw the ball. He was a dominant read option player. I mean, there, there's just no doubt Tim Tebow took hits. Tim he, Tebow threw the ball. Tim Tebow outran dudes, ran over dudes. I mean, Tim, the, the Tim Tebow tape is unreal mm-hmm. in college. Like you look, you look at his his two thousand his two thousand seven season might be the greatest season by a quarterback in the history of college football. Thirty two touchdowns, six interceptions, thirty two hundred and eighty six yards passing. 67% completions, mm-hmm. 13 sacks against 32 touchdowns. Uh, he rushed 210 times for not 895 yards and 23 touchdowns. I, the, that, you, do you guys understand that that is 55 touchdowns in a season? It's the single, I think it is the best quarterback season ever, bar none. I don't doubt he's one of the best college quarterbacks or the best college quarterback or whatever. I don't I, doubt that. But I would I would die on the hill of that season is the best col- that season is the best college football player season ever. 
Because mm-hmm. he, remember, when he was at Florida, it was Urban. They were expected to win every single time they went out there. Like, everybody watched. The pressure was enormous. It, I mean, I don't know. I get fired up over the Tim Tebow thing because I think people forget. Mm-hmm. P- people people forget. And, by the way, again, I will just go back and say, how, how many games has Anthony Richardson played in college? I mean, the guy has, you have no idea who he is. Like, we're crowning this dude as some great quarterback and some gr- or some great athlete, not great quarterback. But you guys understand, he hasn't played very many games. That's the, that's the crazy thing. In his entire career, he has started 13 games. Completed, oh my good gracious, 54% of his passes. Uh, that's what's wild. Yeah. In, in his best Maybe year. Maybe we're all wrong, dude. Maybe we're, I, 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 I just, ooh. Yeah. You just I'm, not, I'm not going to write the guy off. The guy is, I don't disagree. His strength is not passing. There's, there's not, that's not a discussion. He needs to develop in that area if he ever wants to do anything in this league. But I don't care about the Heisman in college for Lamar. Lamar dominated you because he was just a better athlete than you were. He didn't need to throw the football to win games. He could run right by you, and it didn't matter what you thought about it. Just good, and I'm, I don't even argue with you that he was a great player at, at Louisville. His Heisman suit's probably the best suit ever. But I just think you're writing Anthony Richardson off way too soon. Because I've seen it too many times. You've never seen it in the NFL. And I have. you don't know what it's going to look like. But we have seen this. St- the kid from, somebody help me, the Purple Drink kid, the Raider quarterback, LSU. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Is not the Same athlete thing. that Anthony Richardson is. But, I, 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 cool, he's the greatest athlete ever that anybody has ever seen, Anthony Richardson. It means nothing. Because being an athlete to play quarterback in the NFL is not what's required. That's not the main requirement. Because in the NFL, to, to excel as a quarterback, you have to be able to run to put yourself in a position to throw. And he can't do that because he can't read defenses yet. He doesn't have the acumen, the experience to rely to fall back on, like a Peyton Manning, like a Tom, like a Tom Brady. Tom Brady came in is arguably the most prepared quarterback. Why did he, he need to be prepared? Because he sat behind guys at college. No, no. And he sat behind Drew Brees in, or uh, Drew Bledsoe in the NFL. No, he needed to be prepared. I, that's true. He did sit behind those guys, but he knew damn well he wasn't running away from anybody. Well, before his the only knee injury. Success, his only success is that he knew what you were trying to do to him, so he knew where to throw the ball. But wait, the ball. wait, 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 wait. Before the knee injury, Tom Brady was fine. He stopped running when he, when he had that knee injury that was catastrophic. But what I meant by that prepared thing was Tom Brady came ready because he learned a lot by being number two. He learned a lot by well, sitting behind Well, that's a discussion we can agree on. Anthony right? Richardson's going to suffer because he doesn't have anybody to sit behind. But Anthony Richardson is going to be the, the newest next flameout. Tell me the guy who has almost no college experience, didn't really win in college at a high level, wasn't a proficient passer who came into the NFL – Drafted what number four, I guess it was, or whatever. Immediately started after one preseason game, they handed him the starting job, and then went on to be even a competent NFL passer. Who's th- who's that guy? He does not exist. 
There's never been that guy in the NFL. Never. If you and it just run down the list of the greatest quarterbacks ever and look at the path. Look at the path to Joe Montana. Dominant at, at Notre Dame. Runs through the NFL. Tom Brady is the one guy who's like, yeah, he was a mediocre college quarterback. Came in, dominated. Okay, cool. That's your anomaly. The problem is Tom was a passing machine. Anthony Richardson is not. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I just wonder, does Indianapolis have the facilities to develop quarterbacks? Because I think you go back to the Andrew Luck situation, it should terrify you. Because th- you can't tell me this kid is going to get body blocked. It's, it's my concern about C.J. Stroud. Like, am I the only one who's not terrified for the well-being of C.J. Stroud in Houston? Yeah, he's going to take a beating. God, There's no oh. doubt about that. Like, you look at, look at these young quarterbacks. One guy is really inexperienced, and that's Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I could go on and on and on. Tanner Plummer. Gardner Minshew is a good mentor, though. He could help AR-15. I don't know who AR-15 is. Jeff Woodworth. Mike Smith, West Virginia guy, shouldn't like Mariah. I don't – what did I miss with Mike Smith? Uh, let's see. Mark 324. There should have, they should have brought in a training camp pony for Richardson like Andy Dalton – Uh, who's been around the block and is willing to coach up his eventual replacement. And I think when you draft a guy like Trey Lance, he should sit. Mm -hmm. Draft him to sit him. If you project him forward, draft him to sit him. Draft Anthony Richardson to sit him behind whoever. Josh Allen might be a decent example of what you're talking about. He was drafted in 2018. The 2018 Bills had Derek Anderson and Matt Barkley. Josh Allen started 12 games. But what was Josh Allen in college? He was a rifleman. That guy could throw the ball. That guy could throw the ball. Uh, Mike Jefferson, Randall Cunningham. Interesting. Interesting. I don't remember Randall's grow up. I don't remember that. Um, But we could see. Uh, Roundabout says Josh Allen will be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got to he's got to beat Patrick yeah. Mahomes before we start calling him a Hall of Famer. Dude. But we're wondering if he can lead a team to a win. That's what we're wondering right now. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Vince Young, greater than Tebow. Well, he won more than Tebow in the NFL, but that doesn't mean Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was a better college quarterback than Vince Young. I've I I have no problem arguing that. Certainly, uh, OG Gary Tebow's throwing mechanics were never right. They were never right. And yet he still threw a pass that won an NFL playoff game. The inarguable. Uh, Spangler, later bros. I'm going to go uh, watch some Randy Marsh- Marshall highlights now. Man, he was awesome at Marshall. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, Mike Maples, uh, Stroud and Richardson will struggle because there's not a lot of help for them. Maybe Taylor uh, for Anthony Richardson. Well, but is t- th- it, we talked about this yesterday, this mm-hmm. exact thing. Jonathan Taylor is away from the team. Not there. Yeah. This week he's in excused absence for a personal matter. Last week he was out getting medical treatment. He's essentially does Anthony, dude. Does Anthony Richardson have a better career than any of the? I hesitate to say Johnny Manziel because that was just such an enigma. But like, and he the was guy, an addict. The, and... Yeah, like the guy that comes in the league and just I I I I really can't get down with 
hey, he's not going to be as good as Zach Wilson, or he's not going to be as good as Justin Fields, or like, I don't know. Justin Fields is not good. Let's let's just. But that's uh, my point. That's why I again, say I think he's better. Let's not. But we, based on, uh, and I'm not trying to be an asshole about this. Based on what is Anthony Richardson better than any starting quarterback in the NFL? Because we've never seen him start in the NFL. Yet you're convinced he's not going to be good, and I'm saying that he's got a shot to be good. Right. I'm convinced he's not going to be good because you can't come in with no ability to throw. Zach Wilson can throw the ball. What was Zach Wilson's issue last year with the Jets? They had a terrible offensive line, and he panicked. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I'd rather have Zach Wilson than Anthony Richardson because I can teach a kid how to play quarterback if he can throw the ball. If he can throw the ball. Yeah. He's going to have to show us he can throw the ball because he's not accurate. Yeah. Which is terrifying to me because the guys who aren't accurate, Lamar Jackson, and I just think Lamar Jackson is such a gifted runner of the football. Like he's a rugby player running of the football in the NFL. The guy is, he is, I would never have paid Lamar Jackson. We, I think we went over that on the show, but he is a gifted runner of the football. There's no question about that. But again, I need him to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball down the field in a critical moment to win me a championship. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Lamar Jackson to do that. And I, I would stop making the comparison between Richardson and Jackson because I don't think there's a comparison. I think the comparison is Trey Lance and Anthony Richardson. Show me that you can play quarterback. And it's why when I look at the NFL draft, damn it, I'm a Bears fan. How many times did we do this with Mitch Trubisky? Are you going to build an offense for Anthony Richardson that will show you his best side? That I can get down with you on. They're not supporting him. The Jonathan Taylor thing, like there's a lot of reasons why he would fail this year. That's my biggest question. Uh, Shaner, yeah, but Ryan Leaf had off-field issues. Ryan Leaf was an addict. Ryan and I have talked about this multiple times. Ryan Leaf, it, it, Ryan Leaf, I think Ryan Leaf had mental health issues. He had addiction issues. He had, Ryan Leaf had so many other things going on other than can he play football. Because, again, the other thing people forget is he was actually a competent quarterback at one point in his NFL career. Doesn't mean he was a winner, but he was a competent quarterback. Yeah. Ryan Leaf's not the example. Uh, Derek Roche, Johnny Football was right there, though. Johnny Football... He was never right there. He dude. was an addict. Again. Oh, you talking about? Oh, you're talking about A and M Johnny Manziel. You're you're talking about? Hey, where does he stack up as a college quarterback? Okay, that's probably a different discussion. I mean, the hysteria around him was crazy, no doubt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Tim Tebow was a rugby player that just took snaps. He could throw in college. The problem was his his inability to release the football quickly catches up to him in the NFL. And that's the hardest part about being a rookie is you're you're going to hold the football. You are because again, and I say this all the time so I'm sorry to be redundant, what do they teach rookie quarterbacks in the NFL? Don't turn it over. Don't throw interceptions. Take the sack, live for another down. That's what they teach you in the NFL, which in my opinion is the exact wrong theology. If you are if you are going to if you are going to teach a kid to take sacks, he's never going to he's not going to unlearn that. Right, the best quarterbacks in this league 
Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, pick your poison, Patrick Mahomes, they get rid of the football. Yeah. Get rid of the football. You got three seconds. Tim Tebow could never get rid of the football in three seconds. Uh, Delaric, Tebow was just a winner, but he did not look good, and NFL teams just could not handle that. Totally agree. Totally yeah, agree. That's not even wrong. It's fair. Give me Doug Flutie. <laughs> I loved him. Flutie flakes. He could throw the ball. He could. Uh, Jim Choi, being good college quarterback doesn't guarantee translation into the NFL success. No. But also remember, it has a lot to do with where you land. That's true. It, that, there's a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, my guy Justin Herbert didn't land in a great organization, doesn't have a great head coach. Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott, if he had, if he'd have landed in any, any well-coached offense, if he'd have landed in New England with Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator, he'd be a better quarterback today. Mm -hmm. He would. He just there's no question in my mind about that. But he landed in Dallas. They don't win a lot of games. They make poor personnel decisions. They spend on the wrong positions. Now that admittedly they have a really good offensive line. Did you guys see the Cowboys fight in practice? By the way, holy good lowly. Uh, if you miss the fight in Cowboys practice, look at this one. Watch this coming up. Shove right here. Watch this pancake. Boom. I'll drop that I love that about offensive linemen. Because you're not going to cheap shot my offensive lineman, my partner, and get away with it. And that is that is in-house. That is if that's in this. Look at that. Oh, my God. All it is is a chuck. He just chucked him one too many times. And then it is on, dude. I love that. Now, I'm curious why all the fights in training camp this year. I don't know, bro. People are fired up, bro. People are in a place where they're just not taking anything this year. Do you think they're more fired up or than I am about Tim Tebow? Probably, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Although that are. is a difficult task. All right, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure while you hear about calzones, you hit the like button too. Thank you. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. And Jake just said something really interesting during that commercial. Jake said, I said, what were you basing that opinion on? And he said, well, Anthony Richardson ran a faster 40 than Tim Tebow. And I think that's a fascinating take. Anthony Richardson plays against better athletes today than Tim Tebow ever did back then. The, meta, the, the, the training's better. The athletes are better. Absolutely. Like, I don't disagree with that. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Anthony Richardson will suck. He'll never be anything, and they'll make another dumb pick, which wouldn't be surprising for that organization. Okay. 
Uh, Boss Frog, bottom line, it's Tebow, two-time Natty champ, uh, and set numerous SEC and FBS records. What metric is being used because he's got both team and individual covered? By the way, only quarterback to rush and pass 20 touchdowns in one season, which is kind of a big deal. And that's why I say I think that season for Tim, where he had 55 touchdowns, I think it's the greatest college football season ever by an individual. And that's great. And I don't dispute that. But we're not talking about that. <laughs> I don't care what you did in college. Okay. He had one pass that he made, and he deserves credit for that. Greg Hawkins gives us $5 to say, howdy, casuals, go Utes. Uh, I agree. Uh, Delaric, I believe Shanahan wanted Mac, but got overruled, and he got Brock as, I am sorry, here's a backup from the front office. Yeah. I think Brock Purdy, do you guys buy into the Brock Purdy thing? Is Brock Purdy, because he's the guy there. They've said that repeatedly. They've gone out of their way. He should be the guy. He's the best option. Well, I don't know. I think Sam Darnold's probably going to make a, an argument for that he's going to start this week. I think Sam Darnold should be your backup, and I think you should cut Trey Lance. Cut or trade him. Because I, I, I think in this league, you've got to have two quarterbacks anyway. Mm-hmm. Darnold's a really good backup, and I think you have, to, you have to get Brock Purdy the job. And I think he showed you enough to make you curious what happens if he stays healthy. By the way, can he stay healthy? I think that's a huge question. Yeah. I think that is a huge question. Uh, Cleveland Rock says, by the way, uh, we can't get Caleb next year for the Browns because we gave up our first-round draft pick for three years. Yeah. Nice. You're, Deshaun Watson's your guy for a lot of years. You have no choice because his money it, – it, that's the whole guaranteed contract argument. Uh, big welcome to Shaner. Our newest Let's go, member. Shaner. You seem upset, Jake. That's yeah, fine. It's all good. Well, we're, so we're going to have an argument after the show. Is that is that what you're saying? No, it's just frustrating. I think I think uh, generally I don't disagree with the logic that you know if you're a running around guy in college, that's what you're going to be in the NFL. But I just think we need to pay more credence to development. And I and I think yeah, sure. He has no one to sit behind, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think the Trey Lance comparison is disrespectful. Trey Lance didn't play a lick of meaningful football in college. Anthony Richardson played in the SEC, played in big games, and I agree. Uh, Cam Rising lost that game. Richardson didn't necessarily win that game, but Richardson still performed for his team in that game, and he didn't do it in the air. I agree with that. The guy's garbage throwing the football. I don't disagree. So is Lamar Jackson, and he hasn't really turned it up passing until last season, obviously the MVP season. So I don't know. I think guys can learn. I think guys can figure it out. Yeah. Didn't I think Lamar, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Lamar got to sit behind, I think, Joe Flacco for a year, maybe two. I can't remember. I think Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has improved passing wise. And if you look at his five years in the league. His highest percentage was 66% in 2019. But on what attempts? On 400 attempts, he completed 66% of his passes, but for 3,100 yards. And this goes back to the great argument, the Justin Fields argument we had the other day. Mm-hmm. Those You're throwing screen passes. Your average completion was 7.8 yards. Yeah, the offense isn't anything special. Yeah, we get but it. he is... I think when you look at his ability, it's not like Lamar Jackson runs for 20 touchdowns a year. He's never had more than seven touchdowns a year in a year. 
And in that big 2019 year, he had 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. That's a great rushing year for a quarterback. The problem is he has regressed, in my opinion, with completion percentage. He has regressed with opportunities. If you look at his attempts, um, now, obviously, when he's only playing, and this is the other argument, he's played 16 games once in 2018. Since then, he's played 15, 15, 12, and 12. Because mm-hmm. he cannot stay healthy when you get hit the way he gets hit. Yeah, and he's not a big, strong dude. Yeah, and his QBR is the last two years has been in the 50 percentile. That's terrible. So I, if, he, if his ceiling is Anthony Richards, or if Anthony Richardson's ceiling is Lamar Jackson, this is one of the worst draft picks in the history of the NFL. To draft him that high. Yeah, yeah. To draft him that high. And again, it's the Indianapolis Colts, which scares you a little bit because I also think that the Colts don't have a great – the way they handled Andrew Luck is terrible. I would agree with that, yeah. It, it, it's absolutely terrible. You're investing this kind of money in Anthony Richardson – and you won't pay your running back, who's all pro. Yeah. And you you don't have a great offensive line. Yeah, which may be why you're not paying your running back. So here we are having this conversation about this kid. Like, And again, Jamarcus Russell. Now, again, this is a guy that was an addict. Mm. This was a guy that didn't work hard and didn't prepare. Now, is that the Raiders' fault? Because they drafted him because they saw him sit at the 20-yard line in his pro day and throw a football to the other end zone. That's why they drafted him. Yeah. Is that what this is? It kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like that to me. So, we'll see. Listen, I am not hoping. I want to make that very clear because I feel like we've had a a passionate conversation Mm -hmm. now. I am not hoping for Anthony Richardson to fail. That's not what I'm doing. I simply believe he's going to fail. I think he's going to fail. Uh, Micah Mars says, I agree, Jake. He's, he played against some really good, talented players. He'll be ready, and we'll find out very soon if his preparation translates to the league. Yeah, and, and look, again, That's I, right. I, I feel like I'm dying on the hill of Anthony Richardson can pass. I don't even disagree. The guy can't pass. I don't disagree. What, what, what my thought in, in his position this season is, yeah, obviously he's a rookie. Like, being a rookie is tough in the NFL. We already know you're not going to pay Jonathan Taylor. We know their offensive line sucks. So what does that mean? A plus B equals you're three yards past the line of scrimmage, one-on-one with a cornerback in the flat. Yep. And, and Bo- I trust his ability to beat that guy. And Boss Frog, this comment right here is my fault. He said, I'm never joining the show late again. I'm so confused. Here's what we're talking about. We just had a massive melee where Jake flipped all the tables in here and ripped the TV off the wall and broke a bunch of shit. <coughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we were arguing about which young quarterbacks are playing for their careers, which quarterbacks are playing which, for their jobs. Which, by the way, dude is playing for his career with his skill set. There's no you, doubt about you've that. You've got this year and next year to show that you're not a wreck. Yeah. And my biggest concern is, again, if we're comparing Anthony Richardson to Trey Lance, my biggest concern is the same path will be taken. Play him, he'll get hurt, then he'll be sat, then he'll come back, and he'll be rehabbing all year instead of studying all year. And it's just a spiral you can't get out of. But I, I think when you look across this league, the, the sad part about this is there's a lot of quarterbacks playing for their jobs. A lot of them. 
And I think a lot of these guys are going to get labeled busts and we're going to criticize these guys when it really is not their fault. It's a team's fault. So, you know, Jim Choi, what do you expect from a family that moved at middle of the night from Baltimore to Indy? Well, yeah, that's not wrong. Yeah, I think an important note, too, on the injury front is, is Trey Lance is only 225 pounds. That's True. just not enough. But he had a horrific leg injury. Yeah, he did. So Anthony Richardson's 245 pounds. I think the biggest question is what kind of hits will Anthony Richardson take? Anthony Richardson's body is very similar to what Cam Newton had to work with. Cam was 6'5", Anthony 6'4". Mm-hmm. Both of them are 245. Cam's an interesting one. Yeah. Can can Anthony Richardson throw on the level that Cam Newton did? Because I know Cam Newton can throw the football. Obviously, he Used was to. a powerful runner, right? But, but he always to. got hurt. But he always got hurt. So I think the biggest question now is, will Anthony Richardson step out of bounds? Because we've seen this with young quarterbacks. They run everything to the sidelines. RG3. They want to play these young guys to the sideline because it gives them less decisions to make. Right? If you run a guy through the A-gap, he's got 30 decisions he's got to make. If you run a guy to the short side of the field, hey, I've got one receiver. If he's covered, I'm, I'm throwing it away or I'm stepping out of bounds. Mm-hmm. That's why you always see these guys running down the sideline. So the question is, will Anthony Richardson take on the linebacker or the safety or will he step out of bounds? Because Derwin James don't give a rip about your completion percentage. I would agree with that. If they're running downhill at you at an angle on the sideline, they're coming for your dome. And the, the leg injury thing is interesting because what we found out in this league is quarterbacks that run a lot are going to have knee and ankle injuries. And quarterbacks that don't step out of bounds, what happens? They have ACL injuries because they wind up trying to plant and cut, and he's 245 pounds. You cut at that kind of G, that, that's a real worry. Yeah. That is a real worry. David M. says, no matter what you say, Jake, Tebow loves you. I'm sure he does. He does. Aaron Wilson, I've literally been practicing my Stone Cold Steve Austin voice. Stone Cold. You should. You Jim have work Troy, to do. You do. Uh, I, can't win in the, I can't win in NFL as a quarterback with running first QB mentality. I don't think you can. I don't think you can because how many of those guys actually exist? Okay, let's define winning in the NFL first. Winning in the NFL by everyone's standard usually is the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? being a that championship Everybody wants to say that all anyone cares about is being a championship quarterback. From a legacy standpoint, that's all that matters. Dude, if you're the Colts, you can sit out here and try to sell me on why you think that Super Bowls are all that matters, but let's face the reality of the situation in the league. Dude, if you're a playoff team, if let even this, if you can just get to the divisional round uh, three out of every five years, no one's going to say a damn thing, i.e. Dak Prescott. Okay. So so winning by legacy standards is Super Bowls, yes. By making money, having a good career, not Hall of Fame worthy, but having a good career, Phil Rivers was pretty good, right? But what was he? Stand around and throw the football, right? Like, I, I look around, Lamar Jackson... I don't, I, I don't think he's ever going to make the Hall of Fame, but the guy can get you to the playoffs at least. Look at the leading top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL last year. 
Mahomes, Herbert, Brady, Cousins, Burrow, Goff. You got to go to number seven in Josh Allen. Or what? To find a rushing quarterback. Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence. Number 10, Jalen Hurts, running quarterback, mobile quarterback. But even De- him. Dealing with injuries. Didn't win the Super Bowl, but got him there, and he was one of the main reasons they got there. But look, what- look at how his game's evolved. He's not running as much as he was. No, he's not. And he's, he's actually doing a really good job completing 67% of his passes. 11, Aaron Rodgers. Tua Tungavailoa, 12. Russell Wilson, 13. Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Davis Mills, Matt Ryan. These are all throwing quarterbacks. Notice that I, I haven't said Lamar Jackson's name yet. Oh, because he's 26 because he missed a bunch of games because he was hurt. And so I look at, what about, who's another running quarterback? Kyler Murray. Ah, what happened to Kyler Murray? Non-contact ACL injury. Running the football. I, I just don't think it's that much of a conversation. I, honest to God, I'm surprised that, that this blew up into what it is. Well, no, it didn't blow up because we're talking about running quarterbacks. It blew up because of your affinity with Tebow and saying that Tebow's a better athlete, which we don't need to get back into that, but that's why it blew up. Yeah. Okay. Mike uh, Leach, Meteor Ological Society. I know uh, only my tech people will support this, but Mahomes in college as an individual was the best I've ever seen. Did you see? No. Uh, tech people saw a highlight reel each game. Our D kept him from the uh, from more dubs. Holmes was a good quarterback in college. Oh. But you take some risk when you go to Texas Tech. Meaning what? You're not going to any quarterback you. You're not going to USC where you don't put NFL guys. Or, right. you know, you're not going to historic, you know, SEC schools. You're not going to... Rocky Top. You're not going to Tuscaloosa. You're not Florida. going to Florida. You're not going to Georgia. Yeah. You're not it, like you're not going to a place where they throw the football a lot. Texas yeah. Tech. It's lower profile. It's just a different. Texas Tech is different and unique. Yeah. Now you've had some really good quarterbacks there, but Patrick Mahomes is by far the most successful one. At this point, anywhere. The Todd father, I don't think AR-15 will be good, but he isn't. Uh, the, it isn't the Colts' fault for doing it too early in a way. I just would never have drafted him. No, I agree. They shouldn't have drafted him where they drafted him. I mean, no. I, I, but the problem was is that the Colts needed somebody, you know, and, and I think that they're an organization that's notorious for not doing well in the draft. They are. Yeah. I, and I, I'm not saying you're wrong about that. It's just shocking to me. It's shocking to me that Anthony Richardson... I mean, at that time, didn't they have the choice between him and CJ? I mean, that that was kind of the choice, wasn't it? Yeah. So, you know, CJ Stroud is a guy that I think people are doubting. That They could have traded. They could have moved. There's no question about that. Yeah. But I think when you look at the way the board went, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson to Houston, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. I mean, you had a huge fall off to another quarterback at that point. Yeah. And who did it wind up being? Will Levis. Will Le- Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I mean, Will Levis is I he I projects better. He Will does. Levis projects better, pro, but better pro-style quarterback. Yeah. Right, but 
I mean, it, the question is, what do you need? Because a guy like Hendon Hooker, you're, you, Colts aren't taking Hendon Hooker. But I think I could make a really good argument that Paris Johnson should have been their pick. I think I could make a really good argument um, that Darnell Wright should have been their pick because you should build your offensive line. You have an all-pro running back. But yep. they, they didn't want to do that. They did not want to do that. And yep. when, I, when I look at – when I look, listen, I'll actually say, I think the Chicago Bears hit a home run in the draft trading down. Hit a home run because I still look at Jalen Carter to Philadelphia. Disaster written all over it. But he's played well, hasn't he? he? Hasn't reports been really good? First snap he was a sack yeah. where he blew a guy up. And I would not have drafted him. But that's why I'm a talk show host and not an, uh, not an NFL management guy. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm just I'm just a hack on YouTube. It's fair. Monty is going to need to get ice cream after the show. I'll I'll die on the Tim Tebow Hill. I don't give a shit. I will I will always because he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in college. Yeah. He's the I'm best quarterback I've ever that. seen. I, I've dude, I, I I want to be really clear about what I'm disputing. I'm disputing that you think that Tim Tebow is gonna have a better NFL career. Than Richardson, and that remains to be seen. Richardson's got to prove it. Tebow already did it, right? Tebow won a playoff game. I watched that playoff game. Everybody was shocked that that happened, but it happened. He made the throw, right? And and ultimately, now Anthony Richardson, by this discussion, has to go out and show that he can do that. So we'll see. Probably not going to happen this year. But will it happen in five years? We'll see. We'll see. Will he get a chance? Will he be good enough? We'll see. All right, a couple more, and then uh, I, I, we got to play these videos for you guys on the, uh, the Oregon-Texas Tech contest. OG Gary, Mike, above average, I can give you at Tennessee. Okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, tsunami Warning says Levis is going to be a great six-year clipboard holder. Could be. Could be. Mike Smith, uh, knock on Manning in college, and for part of his career in the NFL was he could – uh, was could he get them to and win a championship? Well, he answered that question multiple times. You know. Uh, Jim Choi, uh, Manning never won a natty with the Vols. T. Barton was the natty after Peyton left. Correct. Correct. Better career, Eli or Peyton? Peyton. Statistically speaking, Peyton. Okay. That might, we might have to do that. We might have to do that. Salamini, this is uh, the new era of behind-the-line-of-scrimmage quarterbacks. This is why Fields is headed for an MVP. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. MVP. Uh, Gumby says Tebow overrated. Sure. Could be. Mark324, Bill Belichick laughs every day regarding Trey Lance and the rumors that he really wanted him. Terrible pick. I mean, a terrible pick. OG Gary, just let Jake rip his uh, Subi at Zion's and he'll be happy. Mm-hmm. If ice, if it's ice cream after the show, it better have nuts in it. Right. Jake loves them nuts. Right. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? Roundabout, uh, you know what the call? Uh, you know what they call a great college quarterback? Insurance salesman. Yeah, but the difference is Tebow won a playoff game, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it is literally the only thing he's got to stand on. That's it. Yep. I mean, imagine how different this conversation is, but, Tom, you know, but he won. You guys. Tom. Pat, uh, Tim Tebow passed for 9,286 uh, yards in four years. 
Mahomes for 11, 252 yards right, in three years. The, what, guy, what does dude, that have that to do, do with it's anything? The, okay, multiple natties, SEC, like like legendary performance after legend. Dude, 55 touchdowns dude, in not, a season? We don't have time today. I, I'm not here for this crap today. We're not talking about whether <laughs> Tim Tebow was was one of the greatest or the greatest co- college quarterback. I, I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear a name. Outside of the SEC, if we're talking about Tim Tebow, it better be in the SEC and it better have at least one natty. All right. Jet Wayman. I think we're all sleeping on Mac Jones. Well, we're going to find out this year. It's never going to happen. Yeah, for real. Because Bill O'Brien's that dude. And Bill O'Brien has made quarterbacks and he's broken quarterbacks. And I think, I think finally you have the Ezekiel Elliott signing. They're finally spending Smart. money on offense. Smart. Finally, and I think that Bill Belichick is smart. He realized that he couldn't do it his way. Bill Belichick doesn't have a lot of respect for offense. That's not a secret. He had two defensive coordinators as his co-offensive coordinators, right? This is not, Matt Patricia should never be in an offensive meeting again. Truth. But now you've got Bill O'Brien, and I'm a Mac Jones guy. I'm a believer. I am a Mac Jones guy. I, I'm a believer. I am in on that. It, it'll be interesting to see how they do this year. So uh, I think, yeah. Uh, Jet Wayman, also, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be good in a few years. I hope he is. I hope he is. Uh, all right, let's get to these videos. Yes, Mike Smith. Jake is so angry, he's going to rip the skin off of it when he gets home trying to relieve the stress. <laughs> I just think it's it's a difference of opinion. It's It's... It's generations watching football differently. It's, you know, yeah. I, I, Tim Tebow. But notice I haven't disputed the Tim Tebow in college thing. I, I don't even think that's a discussion, dude. It, it Like, I did watch Tim Tebow a little bit of Florida. Now, I was a youngster, right? I wasn't you, right? Like, it's different. But y- there's no disputing Tim Tebow and what he did at Florida. Like, we get it, dude. You played on a team with a bunch of killers that was legendary. <laughs> You know what you did. Like, it's like we all know the bloody jersey picture. We, I get it, dude. I get it. But I just think that that guys in today's NFL, I'm telling you, there is a very select group of guys that are Super Bowl caliber guys every single year. Yeah. And Anthony Richardson is not should not be compared. That like I, I just don't think Super Bowl should be the measuring stick right now for guys coming into the league. My opinion is the measuring stick should be make a playoff appearance inside of three years. Can Are you good enough? Is Anthony Richardson good enough, and can they develop him quickly enough to make the playoffs inside of three seasons with them? That's the measuring stick because once Ever. you're there, then you can build on that. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I think so. Uh, washcloth trick. Hey, Monty, any good uh, massage parlors near Super Chicks in Ogden? <laughs> Couldn't tell you, man. Couldn't tell you. All right. All right. Let's talk about going to see Oregon at Texas Tech. Because mm-hmm. it's time to put your judging hats on. Oregon at Texas Tech on September 9th, presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Right. Been some video competition be happening. Now, for the longest time, I think Aaron Wilson with this video was the clubhouse leader.
That's Aaron Wilson. Notice the bucked up. Right. Clubhouse leader. And really, I think he was the emotional leader. Yeah. And I think, you know, let's show all his pictures, too, because those technically did come in before what we got today. They did. I agree with that. Like, Aaron, you know, hey, at there you go. In the stadium, wearing the shirt, with the can, uh, in a cotton field, um, with a rainbow, um, in front of a sign. Like, domination. Right. Domination. And then Renee Roca showed up today and, uh-oh, Please help me welcome the Macho Raider to talk about his upcoming big game. Oh, yeah. September 9th, Duckies, Lubbock, Texas. All eyes on the duel in the desert. You better have your ducks in a row because we are ready to throw them tortillas. But we ain't making duck tacos tonight. No, no, no. We're making duck tacos. Tackle after tackle after tackle for the one, the two, and the three. And when it comes to the fourth quarter, oh yeah, fourth quarter, when the game is on the line, the Macho Raiders have the secret ingredient to help us rise to the top. Because you know, the cream always rises to the top. It always rises to the top. So September 9th, duckies, be ready. You're going to get bucked up. Bucked up, bucked up, oh yeah, shut it off. Yeah. Oh yeah, brother. Oh wait, let me get that picture off the screen. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yes. Bucked up, baby. Oh yeah. The macho man. I thought that was pretty good. That was very good. And then out of nowhere, Salamini. <laughs> What are you doing with my bucked up? You done fucked up, duck. Get out of here. Oh, man. No, hold on. I need my bucked up. Hold on, little baby. Woo! Got my vegan taco bell. Got my bucked up. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to go meet up with De La Torre, go write a letter, try and create a super pack. Just need to energize a little bit first. Daddy. I'm getting ready for college football. That's what I'm doing. Here, 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 here. Drink a little bit of this. Drink. Oh no. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Oh. Too much. Oh, Henry, fucked up is not for kids. I love it. Dude. I love it. The time, the effort, the creativity that goes into so it. What are you talking about? Now, I don't know. Who's got the lead right now? Who's got the lead? Is it, is it, and, and there's some appreciation for the awesomeness. That is Aaron Wilson in 15 seconds, right? The bucked up cans flying everywhere. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree that, that getting in and getting out. There's value there's in There's effectiveness in that, right? But the fact that Renee... Please help me welcome the Macho Raider to talk about it, his upcoming big game. Gene Okerlund. 
It's Mean Gene Okerlund. And wait, I should say. Please help me welcome the Macho Watch the way he walks in. It's exactly game. the way the Macho Man used to walk oh, in. Yeah. Oh, September yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's really authentic. It is. It's really good. Oh, yeah. The Macho Man. Now, we have updates, apparently, earlier today. Aaron Wilson says he will be responding to Rene Roca's Macho Man video tomorrow. In the comments, you guys have seen the entries. Yeah, I mean, what what do we like so far? Conference Commissioner Gumby says already crowned A. Aaron. No, we have not. We have not. We have not, actually. Whoa, comment dump. Hold on. Mike Maples says, uh, damn, the fan does have uh, warning disclaimers. Hide your kids. <laughs> exactly. Mike Smith, the first video is the best, in my opinion. I could see that as an actual commercial. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. so that's uh, Aaron. Aaron. Tom Dean, just give it to Aaron Wilson now. Gumby says, rip Mean Gene. Yes, Mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, Roundabout says, got to go with Aaron. Fat Jesus says, Aaron Wilson is flashy. The macho man is subtle and gritty. Yeah. Subtle and gritty. Yes. Uh, and where exactly is the Nacho Man Scott Hall dead? Uh, OG Gary already Aaron already crowned AAC. See what he Aaron already. Uh, Jeff Woodworth Macho Man gets a vote for the win. Tom Dean says uh, Aaron Wilson two nothing. Micah Mars says uh, Aaron Wilson dedicated. He's got to get the dub. OSU Cowboy says Aaron <laughs> is the winner. Bro, the support is real, dude. OG Gary says Adam's video is strong as well, but I'm going with Aaron. Ooh. Randy Savage, rip. Yes. Pew, pew. Katie Raider. The first one is the winner. Montana, Montana says Macho Man. Salamini. My kids are still wired. My wife is going to kill me. (laughs) You know. Mike Smith, <laughs> give one ticket to Aaron and one to Renee with the requirement that they hold hands, skip like kids, and giggle like giddy schoolgirls. Okay. I mean, this is an option. Dude, Aaron is running away with it. Jet Wayman says Aaron has my vote. Lamont Tucker Damn. says Aaron Wilson. Wow. Dude, is this... Did, did you pay these guys, Aaron, or what are we doing out here, man? Yeah, how much uh, vig you got on the streets right now, Aaron, to get yeah, these dude. votes? Yeah, man. Come on now. Renee Roca says, thanks, and I'm a Texas Tech fan, alumni 07. There you go. Jimmy Autzen, all good. Mean Gene is the best one. There you go. There you go. Corey Erickson says, Aaron, I'll play him one more time. And we're not selecting the winner right now, by the way. We are not. Tomorrow. We will announce it tomorrow at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. We will start with the underdog, the Macho Man. Please help me welcome the Macho Raider to talk about his upcoming big game. Oh, yeah. September 9th, Duckies, Lubbock, Texas. All eyes on the duel in the desert. You better have your ducks in a row because we are ready to throw them tortillas. But we ain't making duck tacos tonight. No, no, no. We're making duck tacos. Tackle after tackle after tackle for the one, the two, and the three. And when it comes to the fourth quarter, oh yeah, fourth quarter, when the game is on the line, 
The Macho Raiders have the secret ingredient to help us rise to the top. Because you know, the cream always rises to the top. It always rises to the top. So September 9th, duckies, be ready. You're going to get bucked up. Bucked up. Bucked up. Oh, yeah. Shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love it, dude. And again, number two, Aaron Wilson. That your head's on that, yeah. Aaron. It, that's why it's going to win. So the question is, so we know tomorrow Aaron's going to respond to Renee. Yeah, I agree. Is Renee going to then respond one more time to make we'll it 2-2? That's the question. I don't know how you beat the Macho Man video. I know we're split. You seem to be on Aaron's side. I seem to be no, on I'm the... No, I'm on the Macho Man's side, but on the, oh. the, the, people, the people want Aaron. So Aaron is now the people's champion. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Tomorrow at three thirty Pacific, six thirty Eastern. I guess we'll know. I mean, if if you know. if Aaron puts on a Tim Tebow jersey, is that an auto win or? Uh yeah. If somebody in, incorporates other parts of the show, like a crying Jake face, dude. Yeah. I mean, that could take you places. Ooh, Renee's mom says uh, my mom likes my video the best, dude. Well, that's a heavy vote, that's dude. A big I mean, vote. you know. A Jeremiah Champion, Texas Tech fans are on a whole other level. Yes, they're committed, they are. bro. Yes, they are. Fat Jesus. Macho is so spot on because I have no idea what the hell he is talking about at times. See? See? There you go. James Knight says, uh, hold the phone. Grow cock is making a late play. He is. Grow the cock, right? Mike Smith, uh, still wanting, uh, waiting on flying tortillas in a bevy of pew pew in a video yeah. if they want if they are tech fans yeah salamini i'm breaking up my rick flair tonight do it Woo! get in it dude because we because aaron said on twitter i believe it was or maybe it was in the group that he was going to do a wrestling video an impersonation yeah jet wayman 51 49 aaron just edges out the others that's what i'm saying it's close renee says one video is enough i have two children <laughs> Exactly right. Uh, OSU Cowboy Aaron, the people's champ, is a better man than you are. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, tomorrow we'll see. You know, I, maybe I'll maybe I'll sleep tonight and I'll dream about these videos and that's new not, videos. That's not probably going to happen. That's not going <laughs> to happen. Jim Choi, if Stanford and SMU go in for no money and each team is worth thirty million. Give the whole sixty million. Guys, 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 guys. Here's the problem: Stanford's not going in for nothing. <laughs> They're not going to do that. Uh, Jeremiah says, "I really hope the Ducks are ready for an atmosphere in Lubbock, dude. It's going to be rough." Yeah, that's a. I think I still maintain Texas Tech is a sneaky team that nobody wants to put respect on their name. Mm-hmm. You should put some respect out there for them because I'm telling you, right? It's going to be amazing. Uh, let's see. OG Gary Monty, are you getting pizza tomorrow or Saturday? Uh, Saturday. I think we're doing that. Um, let's see. Mike Smith. We need more of these in the future. Great way to involve the viewership. It is. It's perfect. Paxton. Hook him, boy. Hook him, boy. Hey, boy. Hug him. Horns down, boy. What now? Let me tell you what now. 
Uh, my whoa, Mike Smith. Tech is going to cornhole those ducks. K. Nuren says free, free, free me. Uh, Jim Choi. Jim Williams reported Stanford willing to go on uh, for no money like SMU. Yeah, well, we'll see. Roundabout. Think it's duck season in Lubbock this year. I think it is. I think it is. All right. A couple of things we need to get to in the non-sports stories today. Jake, do you believe, did you guys hear about this Britney Spears divorce? She has supposedly. Allegedly. A prenup that is bulletproof. Mm -hmm. Now here's the problem. Her ex-husband, who she is in the process of divorcing, her ex-husband now says if she does not renegotiate the terms of the prenup, he will release damaging, demeaning information and evidence <coughs> against her. <coughs> so he is blackmailing her right. to get her to renegotiate the terms of her ironclad prenup, which according to sources, TMZ.com, uh, he has no access to any money she earned before they got married. Right. And only a small amount to the money she earned while they were married. Right. She is supposedly worth $30 million. Does he deserve money from her? No. I think if you signed a prenup, you signed a prenup. I, I, it's That's business. And if I'm her, I, I'm, I'm taking the... Uh, you know, I'm taking the approach of, hey, like, it's already been, like, respectfully to Britney. I know she was a star, but it's kind of been, you know, she puts out some questionable videos from time to time in case you haven't noticed. Well, so there's a belief, speaking of that, he left her because she got on that pole dancing video. Right. She put out a pole dancing video in a really skimpy bikini. She put a yeah. pole in her house, a stripper pole, and she got on that pole in a really skimpy bikini. Right. And... He accused her of allegedly cheating and all this stuff. I think he did this as a cash grab, in my opinion. I mean, they got married in 2022, and now they're divorced. And it's, it's come on now. Yeah, I just don't, if I'm Brittany, I'm, I'm saying, hey, cool, dude, play your cards. Because I, 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 I'm the guy that says, dude, if I was worth $30 million and I had a prenup that was ironclad, I'd be like, great, embarrass me. That doesn't mean you're getting my money, and I can live on $30 million. I can... And I think if he was to release that information, I mean, that opens up a whole other can of worms yeah. against him. Yeah, I mean... But overall, do you believe in prenups? Would you yeah, ever I, Would yeah. you ever ask somebody to sign a prenup? Yeah, certainly. I, I, I think they're incredibly useful and valuable. I think that, you know, it, obviously it's a very situational conversation, but I think generally speaking, yes, absolutely. I think you... You know, like for her, like, yeah, you have to, you have to. I mean, you're, 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 you're in a world where we hear all the time. I mean, if it came out tomorrow that someone married someone to try to get half their assets and then divorced, that wouldn't be the first time we've heard that. Like, you know, it just wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer in prenups, especially in situations like this. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be worth, you know, 30 mil or even, even dude, even if you had $2 million, like. I'm I'm prenupping that. I'm not I'm not getting into a a, a marriage and, and putting all my stuff at risk. And the the issue here is obviously she's dealing with quite a bit more than 
most women. She has got tremendous mental health issues. Right. She's got this family situation, the conservatorship, like her kids. Like she's just been, it's been crazy. But that makes her more vulnerable, in my opinion. I think you have to, if it, mm, I think you have to enforce this. By the way, she hired the number one prenup enforcement divorce attorney. So she's going to fight. She's going to fight. Yeah. Mike Smith says she has mental health issues. If he does not be careful, she might wind up seriously hurting him. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Salamini, she is toxic. That's why the guy wants to, uh, wants the prenup one more time. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think there's, what do you think like the damaging information? I'm sure it's disparaging photos or videos. It's got to be a sex tape. It's got to be something like that. I mean, again, and and that's where the, that's why I say, dude, if you're, if you're Britney Spears, like I get it. There hasn't been like a sex tape released on you, but you're not really leaving much to the imagination, dude. And, and, and I just think that you're at a point now where like, Dude, if she was in the prime of her career, I would say, okay, maybe you got a little more to worry about, right? Like maybe, hey, if he's going to release a sex tape on you or something on that level of damage, that could really hurt your career and keep you from making the money that you deserve to make. You've earned the right to travel the country and really the world and do all these shows and do all this great stuff. But she's well past that now, obviously. Yes. You know, and so for me, I, I just look at it and I say, hey, like, dude, if you want to release a sex tape, great. Awesome. I mean, you got you got a girl or uh, lady on on Twitter. I, I don't even know her name. There's this whole viral thing about how this this OnlyFans model is pissed that people screen recorded her OnlyFans content and put it on Google. Like that's the kind of world we live in now. So like like sexual stuff on video just isn't. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like it's it it doesn't do the damage that it used to because it's just so readily available now. That's the issue. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I, that's wild. Isn't that what fans only is about? Like you're, you're literally performing a sex act on, on a, on a screen. You don't think dudes are going to record that? I, am I crazy? Yeah, she, that? She's saying that she's upset about it because she's like, Hey, you're undermining my ability to make the money because what, because only fans is this whole, this concept, the business model is, Hey, I'm going to pay to have a subscription to this person, to this person's account. And they're going to provide me, you know, whatever on video. And yeah. so she's, you know, come on now. MJ Bissett say it ain't so wheels off chick does wheels off things. Who would have thought? Yeah, she, she's, she struggles. There's no doubt. But none, of, but none of her mental health issues mean that dude should have access to her money. Yeah. Uh, the Todd father. I don't think so, Monty. She has mental health issues. And again, she physically abused him. Allegedly. Physically abused him. Allegedly. Uh, absolutely a prenup roundabout says. Um, yeah. Greg Hawkins. I drafted the craziest prenup before. They had to do it every day. And she had to tell him, I love you twice a day. Is that true? Greg's a lawyer guy, by the way. Works in law. They had to do it every day, and she had to tell him, I love you twice a day. That's wild. It's fair. Me as a man finds it humiliating for a man to ask for money or alimony from his wife. I know it's 2023, but come on. But he has given up his acting career to support her. Yeah. Like, she is a full-time job. So I don't have trouble with a guy asking a gal for money. 
I mean, I, I look at some of the famous, the Adele divorce or the uh, Rachel Ray divorce. Right. Or, there have definitely been some. Yeah. That, but that's why I say the word situational comes to mind because it is situational. Fat Jesus. Would Jake ask someone to sign a prenup? Of course he would. He would ask over text. <laughs> well done, dude. Long time listener. Well done, bro. Jake is notorious for breaking up with women over text. Mike Smith, she has mental health issues, and if he does not be careful, I don't think she'll hurt him. I really don't. I don't. Mike Maples, they're useful for celebrities and power people. I never thought about one, but I'm saying I'm staying married, so I don't need one. I would agree with that. More like undiagnosed, Gumby says. Boss Frog, in the lit- litigious society we live in today, prenups are essential. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that's a great point. Uh, the Todd father, there is nothing out there. He did anything just the opposite, but we weren't behind closed. I just don't believe in passing judgment on people. I don't think he's innocent. I don't think she's innocent. I, I don't. They have a legal document, a contract that stipulated terms of their marriage. You signed it. You should abide by it. Yeah. You have to abide by it. CJ Vance. I wouldn't generally, unless the net worth difference is dramatic, that's kind of shows that you don't trust them. So why are you getting married? Well, if you're getting married for good reason, wouldn't it make the prenup like it's that? Why do you care about signing it? Because you're going to be married forever. Yeah, I, that's a philosophical difference, CJ. I I think that it is very much. I think that people respectfully. I'm not coming after you, but I just think generally speaking, if you're going to make the argument, hey, well, you don't trust the person you're marrying. If you're going to ask them to sign the prenup, no, I don't trust the person that I'm divorcing because you don't sign the prenup for who you're marrying, right? Think about this. When, you, when you're when you doing the prenup, I'm not signing the prenup with the intent to divorce. Right. I'm signing the prenup, prenup to have an insurance policy in case something goes sideways or something unforeseen happens. That's why you're signing the prenup. Yes. So it's not that I don't trust you when we sign it. It's that I don't trust how you may view me or where we might be at at that time. So yeah. I just don't believe in that argument because I don't think it's accurate to the to the beliefs. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think you have to have one. I'm yeah. with Boss Frog. Uh, Jim Choi, sad thing is the parents never thought her about her life. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Uh, since when has a sex tape been a bad thing? For her, I think it would be the end. You really think it would be the end? Yes. Her kids already don't speak with her. I mean, Kevin Federline moved her kids to Hawaii. Yeah, but but I'm just okay. So, I guess my thought was that hey, you're already putting out all these videos. You're already, you know, like you don't really have much to lose at this point, do you? Right, but she's fully covered by graphics or by clothing in those videos, and her her performing a sex act. Like, look at Kim Kardashian. Look at Lindsey Vaughn with Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. You look at the the tapes that have leaked out. Did it ruin Lindsey Vaughn? No. She was viewed as a victim. I look at Pam and Tommy Lee. Okay, different. But if you look at somebody like Britney Spears, if a sex tape were to come out with Britney Spears in it, dude, I just think it would be crushing for her. Yeah. It, it quite literally, I think, could be the end. I hope not. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, Tom Dean, just watch the pole dance video. Gotta go for some quality time. Dude, that video is whack. OG Gary, he is he inspired by Florida State reneging, renegotiating deals? Come on, uh, come on, dog, go home. You agreed to that way back when. This ain't 
the pro rata you deserve. Facts. I agree with that. And yeah. then there's the Michael Orr situation. <laughs> Speaking of contracts. Dude, how about this Michael Orr situation? <laughs> so you guys may have heard this, right? Uh, Michael Orr, the blindsided Michael Orr, claimed this week that he was duped into signing a conservatorship agreement not knowing what it was. Okay, that seems perfectly legitimate. I'd be pissed too. Well, there's only one problem with that now. Um, Michael Orr wrote a book in 2011 called I Beat the Odds. And in the book, uh, he talked about how uh, since I was already over the age of 18 and considered an adult by the state of Tennessee, Sean and uh, Leanne would be named as my legal conservators. They explained to me that it means pretty much the exact same thing as adoptive parents, <coughs> but that the laws were just written in a way that took my age into account. Honestly, I didn't care what it was called. I was just happy that no one could argue that we were legally what we already were, which is a family. Uh, so you knew it was a conservatorship because you wrote that in your book in 2011. Yeah, it's the hard part with this is you're not wrong. You put it in writing that you knew it was a conservatorship, but it doesn't appear that you knew what a conservatorship was or the power that that may afford your parents. That's the tough part here. He was an adult. By I his own admission. Yeah. I. They also came out, their lawyer today, the, Tui, uh, the Tui's lawyer, who are the people that adopted <laughs> Michael Orr. Yeah. Uh, their attorney came out today and said everybody involved got $100,000 from the movie The Blind Side. This is starting to look like Michael Orr, in my opinion, is broke and needs a payday. Because allegedly he asked the Tuies for $15 million or he was going to go public and sue. Right. They said no. He went public and he's suing. And now everything is coming out that says, hey, well, you, yeah, it looks like you knew it was a conservatorship. And you got $100,000 for the movie, just like everybody else. He's starting to look like that dude yeah, in this conversation. It's getting ugly for him, no doubt. I mean, I, obviously, this story is going to continue to develop, but it, there, I completely agree. It's it's a bad look that, what, uh, it's 2023, what, 12 years ago or whenever that is, like Oof. that you knew. Man. Like, there's no getting away from that, dude. I I really hope he's not broke. I really hope he's not broke. That would be heartbreaking. Money does bad things to people, man. Uh, I, money just, money doesn't change you. It just exposes you. Pete, when, most people think that his net worth is between, as of 2023, most people think his net worth is 16 to 25 million. But what's his liquidity? Yeah. Because does he, ha is he a car guy? Does he have like a 50 bedroom house? Like, <laughs> I yeah. wonder what his liquidity is. Yeah. You know. Uh, Salamini. Uh, is or broke? Follow the money. Could be. Uh, Tom says that kind of proves what he's saying. It doesn't prove what he's saying. 
He said that he was tricked into signing a conservatorship. And it, it's, it, it appeared that he was saying he had no idea what he was doing and that they never adopted him. Remember what the narrative was earlier in the week. They didn't adopt me. And they tricked me. They tricked me. Doesn't look like they tricked him. I don't know. You could be right, Tom. No, what it looks like right. to me is that he knew that it was a conservatorship. He just didn't know what a conservatorship was. And so Tom is saying, okay, well, doesn't that mean they tricked him? Okay, first of all, good luck proving that. That's going to be tough. Where's the evidence they tricked you? But secondly, you in that same statement say, hey, I was an adult now. I'm 18. So it's not the Chewy's fault if you couldn't get on Google, bro. It's not the Chewy's fault if you couldn't get a book or some sort of resource to tell you. But even more than that, you guys, that was 12 years ago that he wrote that book. You're telling me between then and now he he didn't figure out he got lied to and tricked and deceived? He, he knew. Are you telling me as an adult he didn't know what a legal conservatorship was after his NFL career or during his NFL career? You thought that you would appreciate me treating you like an adult. Right? He wrote a book where he used the term legal conservators. So why have you waited so long? Yeah. That's the other thing that puts a big guilty sign around his neck. Yeah. Why are you waiting so long? Yeah. That's yep. what that's what I, I'm really struggling with this idea that he's just sitting here chilling. The timing of it makes it look like he's broken, needs money. Dude. I agree completely. Yeah. Boss Frog, Monty, that guy is broke. Well, you're a money manager. Yeah. I think that's what you do. You would know. You would know. I, I just, yeah. Salamini, ESPN 30 for 30. Broke. Could be. <laughs> Mike Smith, if they were conservators, if they were conservators over him, then how would he be broke without their okay? Could be. Could and that's what I said yesterday. Okay, so if you're under a conservatorship, Britney Spears, you don't get paychecks, you don't get debit cards, you get an allowance because the conservators run your money for you. So the conservatorship we know is still in existence uh -huh. because the the Tuies have said we're going to dissolve it. So the conservatorship is still a thing. So have you not gotten paychecks? Like how is how is this thing worked? Yeah, what are we talking about here? That's what I'm saying, dude. There's just it doesn't add up. I need to know why now. That's what I need to know. Why why now? Why not five years ago? Like what? What did you get an allowance of twenty million, and you just ran out? So now you're suing them, or what are we talking about here? That's a really good point. Like, like, did you burn through the money you had, and now you want more? Yeah, like, I, I just don't. I don't know, man. It's just weird. It is very weird. It is. Uh, Mike Smith says, "Wonder what the uh, statute of limitations are on something like this." A conservatorship does not have a statute of limitations. That has to get legally undone. OG Gary, Phil is broken, needs money. Yes, he does. <laughs> Phil Mickelson goes to Michael Orr for a loan. Shark. Uh, Adam Salamini, he used the term in the book, but didn't look it up or know what it meant at 18, at 26, and didn't care to look it up until he was 38. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Boss Frog, actually an in-house compliance attorney for a bank. Okay. Okay, I like it. 
to Todd Father, and you didn't ask until the book? That's what Come I'm on, saying. Come on, dude. Come on. Uh, Roche, he might just want independence and money back. Ben, uh, I'm sure they settle and get his independence. I would have to think this settles. I don't think there's any way this goes to court. Uh, Kurt Peters, why didn't they dissolve it sooner? I don't know, but that's a great question. Because there's not been a need. Something happened. There was a fracture. There was a fight because we went from everybody loves each other. You saved my life. Oh, my God. To, hey, where's my money, mother? I'll <laughs> drop that mother. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy says a conservatorship is completely different than, thing than an adoption. You practically give up your right to your life. You do. Not practically. You're, you are essentially saying, I am turning my legal responsibilities, my decision-making, over to these people. Yeah. Because like Britney Spears, I am not capable of managing my life or my money. Yeah. And these people are going to do it for me. Yeah. It's Fair says, I still reserve the right to wait and cast judgment, but it seems like Orr is uh, willing to ruin his relationship for money. Man, I hope that's wrong. Yeah, uh, a couple more. Tom, my assumption is that he he was told that it was in some sort of trust. Then just now found out that he didn't have a trust account for the movie. Yeah, that would suck. That would say the whole thing feels. So I'm saying there's something good. shady, dude. Something shady, one way or the other. Either he's lying, or we don't know something about them, or something. Something, something, because it doesn't it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. The Monty Show is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Did you make $1,000 at work today? Are you unhappy with the fact you have to go back to the office? Are you simply just looking for a better way of life? That's what Triday Trading is all about. TridayTrading.com makes the best day traders in the business. They have a long, decades-long track record of putting out successful day traders that full-time make $1,000 a day. That's $240,000 a year. Oh, you want to do it part-time? Are you looking to buy a new car? Make a car payment. Just afford a great vacation every year. Trydaytrading.com. They're part-time graduates. Make between three dollars and $500 a day. Hour and a half, maybe two hours of work in the morning. All day long, your software, your processes, your systems make you money all day long. From TridayTrading.com, $10 to a charitable donation. Get you a 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. At the end of that 30 days, if it's not for you, walk away. But nobody ever does because it's an awesome program that makes you money. And I'm telling you, the best part of it is when you graduate the Triday Trading program, they open an account for you and fund it so your first trades are on their money, not your money. When you make money with TridayTrading.com's money, you keep 80% of it. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. You going to play the music or what? Yeah, dude. Yep. yep. There you Playing go. the music. That's that's Monty. I'm Jake. Right. The Jakey Two Holes Show. I still can't believe people are like, put Jake's name on the wall. His name's on the wall. And that's why he gets to say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>